Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or it, It's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at The Voice of Night Vale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. New, new pronouns drop. <laughs> new, new pronoun development. Um, I'm Wyatt. My pronouns are to continue to be he, him. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. We're all fucking tired today, as a warning to you all. I don't know what the energy of today is going to be, but it's gonna be manic. we're going to do our best here. Today we're talking about episode 9, The Real Ghostbusters, and episode 10, Abandon All Hope. You can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Content warnings for this episode include... Content warnings for this episode include incest mention, sexual assault mention, the murder of children, homophobia, human sacrifice, and mentions of Nazism. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Fuck. What? I forgot I had a synopsis. Oh my god, Ash. <laughs> Ash. I know, I straight up forgot that I had to, I forgot that synopses were a thing. Cool. Okay. I think it'll be our first time off the doming it. Go for it. We can all teamwork it if you want. Yeah, we're okay. This is this, this like I said, we're all tired. Uh this is gonna be a an episode one throwback. <laughs> yeah, I watched this episode like an hour ago. So. Yeah, I watched it. I watched last it night. two nights ago. Okay. So um we get so we open with <laughs> Sam and Dean pulling up into a parking lot and they spot like four other Chevy Impalas. It's great. It's great. And they're like, what the fuck? And then we see Chuck pacing outside of a building, looking very worried. And they're like, Chuck, what's what's the deal? Because apparently Chuck texted them and was like, hey, yep. we need your help. It's a big deal. And then Chuck's like, what? I did not send, I did not text you. I'm just kind of um, hanging. Yeah. <laughs> and then Becky comes out. It's Becky, everybody, our favorite. It's Becky. She's back. Um, <clears throat> She's less bad in this episode i guess she doesn't touch sam without his consent yeah it's 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 a real talk about it it's a real low bar that we're clearing i'm just saying there's not there she doesn't do the there's no incest shipping in this episode well well she not from her at least yeah okay um okay yeah we'll talk about it um so dean and sam are trying to figure out what the fuck's going on this guy comes out and he's like hey come on we're we're starting soon uh, and Chuck apologizes, um, and then they head inside. Uh, and oh my God, there's cosplayers. Dean and it's Sam have to see cosplayers. It's a com- it's a supernatural convention, the first ever, apparently. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in cosplay for like monsters we've seen. Yeah, a it's lot great. of Sam and Deans, but also a Bobby and Ash, a Hookman, a Scarecrow. I think the Ash a one. A clown. Um, I think there's a Bloody the ba- Mary. Just like random random guys. It's great. Wait, can you send the Ash one? I think I missed it. Uh, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah. Thank you, King. Um, it's just like a really fake mullet. Good. It's great. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Becky is fucking pogged about this. Oh, that's. <laughs> he looks more like Wolfman. <laughs> the, the sleeveless <laughs> flannel. Uh, there's people with like black contacts and also like pretending yeah. to be mm-hmm. demons. There's a guy with a yellow with yellow contacts. It's great. Yes. Yeah. The... Um, I, there's a weird thing where like it seemed like they were gonna montage but they didn't like it cut to, it goes to the like guy who looks like azazel and then it just like cuts it was weird yeah um so yeah that's the cold open they're at a supernatural convention um aka 
worst nightmare. Yep. Conventions like, are logo's not... logo's pretty good. What? Their logo's pretty good. I like their yes. logo. Yeah. Conventions are not bad, but I think going to a convention where about a media property you? that is your life, I think, yeah. would be nightmarish. <laughs> the Truman Show convention. Yes. <laughs> um... Okay, so that we get the we get the title card, um, and then we're we're in a, an auditorium. It's panel time, but it's just Chuck. He's an Chuck author. They don't have any. There's no. There's no implication. Oh, I guess there is. It's they mentioned panels, but there's no. We don't see any other speakers. It's okay. It, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be like the Homestuck panels at small town cons, oh where it's God. just cosplayers sitting. What like one group of cosplayers is sitting at the table, and then. The, the crowd is like other, just regular other people who yeah. are also mostly in cosplay and they're just talking. This is what small fandom conventions are like. Yeah, of note, there's probably like 50 people here. Maybe 80. I think when we get like the big shot, it can't, it's not Maybe. more than 100 people in this convention. Yeah, like they, they, there's enough for the, for one room to not even be fully filled. Yeah, it's like, like half-filled auditorium. Yeah, so it's not not big convention. Can we talk no. about these panels though? Because the titles of these panels, yes. the two that are listed, are "Frightened Little Boy: The Secret Life of Dean" and then "The Homoerotic Subtext Subtext of Supernatural." Yeah. To which both Sam and Dean make a what face? Like, yep. Okay, boys. Which, like this episode has like so homophobic for what reason? It's so funny. Yeah, the homoerotic subtext of Supernatural would be funny if not. Because Cass you know, wasn't the, in the, the story yet. Yeah. Yes. The only homoerotic subtext anyone's picking up on is incest. Well, um, there's we talked about Dean and Ash. I guess that's sure. true. But those are like the those are like the fringe shippers, you know. Yeah, I know. Dean I know. and Sam are the OTP. It's yes, bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, the the but before those panels and the big hunt uh, at seven, uh, they're they're gonna bring Chuck out and he's gonna ask answer some questions. Um, it's very awkward. He looks like he is in enormous amounts of pain. It's he very Chuck, some water. It's great. Chuck has enormous scared little guy energy throughout this entire episode. He is such a little guy. Episode. I want to like it's pick incredible. him up like a keychain his... and just like dangle him in front of a cat. <laughs> his spine is so stiff. He's like constantly like keeping his arms like tight to his body. He does not want to be here. Yeah, clearly. First of all, clearly Becky put him up to this. Yes. Second of all, it's made even worse. Because Dean and Sam are standing in the back of the room, staring at staring him. Staring at him. <laughs> like, he's afraid for his life. Um, so, naturally, Chuck's like, okay, so does anyone have any questions? Everyone's hands fucking shoot up. Um, yeah, this is, like, the fir first of all, this is the first convention, but also, like, they had a hard time even getting contact with him. Like, yeah. he's he's a recluse, as far as fandom is concerned. And now he's just on stage for them yeah. to answer any questions. That's no, great. Here. And the reason yeah. the reason he's doing this is because he wants to write more books because he needs money. He needs food to eat and yeah. he needs to pay rent, which is extremely valid of him, IMO. Uh-huh. He's like, um, I don't know about you guys, but I live in a society. Yeah. Uh, there's an incredible Hookman cosplayer. He's German. He's yes. like, why don't Sam and Dean put their shit on bungee cords? And Sam's yes. like, hmm, that's not a bad idea. And Dean's like, I fucking hate this. I fucking it's really hate it here. funny. It's yeah. great. And then at the very end of the episode, they do a callback to that because they did, in yes. fact, lose their weapons. And yes. one of them, I can't remember which, goes, why don't we put it on bungee cords? And then they never do. Yeah, they never that's, do. That is Sam, I believe. And then yeah, they never do. 
the Hookman also is like, it's really obvious that Ruby is evil and manipulating Sam. Why doesn't, like, why don't they get it? And Sam and Dean are in the background, like, mm. eye, lip, eye. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, there's going to be a LARP. Yes. Uh, well, so at the end of the scene, Chuck announces that they're going to start publishing again, which yeah. uh, White already mentioned. And then, uh, yeah, th there's going to be a LARP later that night. It's great. This is what small town conventions should be. Like, you could not fucking do this yeah. at Emerald City Comic Con. There was a... and this, So this LARP is based off of a real thing that happened here, yeah. uh, which super we learned slightly later. Extremely... Supernatural. Yeah, extremely tasteless. There was a... Uh, this place was an orphanage. There was a woman named Letitia Gore who killed four children, like, a hundred years ago. Um... And uh, now their ghosts haunt this place, and as does Letitia's, as she continues to punish them even after death. Mm -hmm. um, so Dean and Sam corner Chuck, and they're like, "What the fuck, bro? What do you mean you get to you're gonna start publishing again?" And Chuck is like, "I gotta like the world is ending, but until then, I gotta eat." Like, <laughs> um, and then uh, we hear a scream, and the boys take off, but it's the actress playing Letitia Gore. The, the hunt has begun, um, and everyone thinks they're just, you know, Sam and Dean cosplayers. Yes. Um, uh, slight correction, it's not the actress playing Letitia, it's the maid who's like, I saw a oh, ghost! Yeah. Um, yes, but yeah, it, right. is, it is starting off the hunt. Yeah. Um, and it's very funny, because, like, the boys show up to start interrogating this screaming woman, and immediately, like, a crowd gathers behind them of yes. other Sams and Deans who want to do the same thing. It's very funny. It's great. Um... Yeah, and then there's a there's a journal entry, quote-unquote, from Dad's journal uh, that's giving the instructions for the hunt. Dear Sam and Dean, this hotel is haunted. You must hunt down the ghost. Interview witnesses, discover clues, and find the bones. First team to do so wins a $50 gift card to Sizzler. Love, Dad. Love, Dad. Love, Incredible. Dad. What is Sizzler, by the way? Is it a, like a an American grill bar house? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a family restaurant. Excellent. I think it would have been funnier if it were um fuck they've uh they've they've gone bankrupt <laughs> in, in 2022 <laughs> they filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy it would have been really funny if it had been in like 2012 like two years after this episode came out that would be funny i think it would have been funnier if it were a bigger sense but i guess they weren't thinking that far ahead yeah well um, I mean, we've seen bigger sins but it's true but yeah it's just not... is bigger sins a real restaurant no big, no. no okay that's what i, I wanted to make sure with that imagine if they were like mcdonald's is poisoning people it would have been Denny's. I've gotten food poisoning from Denny's. My brother's gotten food <laughs> and, poisoning from Denny's twice. Yes. Denny anyway, we see, a, we see a guy who is cosplaying Dean with his, like, fake EMF and the, like, ghost of Letitia Gore actress jumps out. But then he sees a real child ghost mm -hmm. uh, and freaks out and gets his ass kicked. Yep. He's, like, flung around. I think he's doing Sam, actually. Oh, is he saying? Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it it's hard really to tell matter. because they dress so similarly, and yes. other actors don't look like them, so it doesn't. One matter, of the one of the cosplayers. I think he is Sam, which is funny because yes. he he's just he's got his little fake EMF that's made out of cardboard with no moving parts, yeah. uh, and he it's goes cute. EMF's going wild. It's just great. And then sorry, EMF's going nuts. Role playing and then so. like ten minutes later, Sam looking at the actual EMF goes EMF's going nuts. It's so cute. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of good little bits like that. Yeah. Um. The just, boys. just poking fun of how, like, formulaic the show is because the boys are so predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dean and Sam are drinking copiously. Uh, I would probably be doing the same. Uh -huh. This would be a horrible, horrible night. Um, 
Dean tries to flirt with the actress who plays Letitia Gore, um, and Which, he uses. <laughs> sorry. He uses uh, a pickup line. Well, you sure look lovely tonight, especially for a dead chick. And she rolls her eyes and goes, "Buddy, I have heard that line seventeen times tonight." Yeah, because okay? everyone's and... pretending to be D. <laughs> yep, so and all from dudes wearing MacGyver jackets. It's so good. But she's taken with him because he's actually like. Yeah, he's actually hot. And, and not quote unquote scared of women. That's what that's yeah. that's the difference between a bad pickup line is a good pick and a good pickup line is whether you're hot. It's true. It's true. Um, and then we see it, the, this character's name is apparently Alex, the one who saw the ghost. Um, Dean and Sam overhear him talking to somebody. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. He leaves. Yeah, he heads out. Um, which is good. He would survive the horror movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, they go talk to the hotel manager after this. And the hotel manager is like, bruh, I'm not part of the game. Leave me alone. And they bribe him. Um, get he says, I don't have time to play. Ghost. Yeah, he says, I don't have time to play Star Wars. Yes. Uh, but uh, this is where they learn that everything that the like the LARP is based on real history, like we said. Mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of guys uh, overhear them, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of eavesdrop. Yeah, these. This is. We only learn their names at the end of the episode, but these are Damien and Unless Barnes, who will on. be. <laughs> Unless you have subtitles on, uh, and they will be they will be important for the rest of this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, so we we keep getting cuts between Dean and Sam and Damien and Barnes, you know, doing the hunt. Um, it's great. Damien and Barnes have like character yeah. voices that's like extremely deep. I really like Damien and Barnes. Yeah, Damien keeps being like the same character. Yeah. Yeah, we'll um, talk more about them. They also see uh, a little a little ghost boy. Um, and the, the 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 ghost gives them a clue to where to find the bones of Letitia Gore, the real bones. Um, it's cool. Yeah, they find a map behind like a painting mm -hmm. covered in child a bunch handprints, of... and they're like, "This yeah. is the coolest game ever." Yeah, which is, I mean, if I that were part of my scavenger hunt, I would think it was cool as shit too. Um, and then Dean and Sam up in the attic, uh, they see a ghost. He does not have much skin on his scalp. It's gross. Yeah. I love it. Becky, like, obnoxiously flirts with Sam at this point. Um, yes. yes. Like, in uncomfortable ways. Not assaulting him, because it's from across the room while he's on the phone. Um, but Chuck is just fucking standing next Chuck, to her. Chuck is... Okay, there are multiple times in this episode where there's, like, a close-up shot of Becky, and then the camera zooms out to show that Chuck is right next to her, and it made me laugh every time they did it. It's, it's so a really good, good joke. It's really every funny. every time... Every time Chuck is like, yeah. he just goes awesome. Yeah, is this I mean, the scene one of where Becky times... licks her hand and blows it at yes. Sam? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not I this mean, time, but her... next time I think, or one of the times, like Chuck is trying to ask Becky out, and she just like completely ignores him. She's like, "Oh, hi, Sam." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good to know Becky's living up to her live journal handle. It's true. Um, Listen, she's anyway. Got dreams. Sam and, Sam and Dean see that um, Damien and Barnes have found this map and are like, we should team up. And they're like, okay, but we get to be Sam and Dean. Yeah. So they start calling them Bobby and Rufus. Yep. It's great. And uh, they go to this graveyard, dig up the bones, uh, they have a little talk about Supernatural and how their lives suck, which we'll talk more about. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Damien and Barnes do not like that they, when they <laughs> dig up an actual skeleton. Yeah. And, uh, like, and then they get attacked um, by ghosts. Guys, you know this is a game. And uh, now they know ghosts are real. Yep. 
Damn, that's like, imagine going to an X-Files convention and then you got kidnapped by an alien. I know, seriously. That would suck ass. Um, so the boys are like, our job is done, and they go to, like, get out of here, but the doors are locked. Everyone's mm -hmm. locked in because, uh-oh, uh, they dealt with uh, Letitia Gore, but they did not deal with the children, who are little freaks, apparently. <laughs> little sickos. They thought that Letitia Gore had murdered the four children, including her own son, but at this point, they realized that actually three of the kids killed her son, and then she killed them for it. Yeah, which, oof. Yeah. There's weird, this is, it's, we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about this later. There's some stuff here that's weird, but mm -hmm. uh, like, it doesn't matter that much because we're watching this stupid fucking show and it, it doesn't yeah. really matter, but yeah, uh, Letitia it deserves Gore to be was, acknowledged. Yes. Letitia Gore was the one keeping the children in check. So now that she's gone, the sicko children can yeah. go sicko mode free. The uh, German, <laughs> German scarecrow is killed by them and like right. his head is like sliced partially he's he's like semi-sculpt i guess ripped to a legend scalped sculpt see this know. wouldn't have yeah. happened to him if he kept his weapons on bungee cords there is these child actors they got though are really good yeah it's true are really yeah. good there's a shot of like all three of them like with these like fiendish like impish little smiles on their faces is that all three of them simultaneously pull out knives it's pretty good it, it's very good. I, yeah, I enjoy these <laughs> The children. German guy makes fun of Supernatural for having creepy children again. How original. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very, it's a weird, very Whedon-esque lie. Yeah, he goes, oh, Supernatural bringing you more creepy children. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, I think he should have lived. Yeah, he was fun. Um, We go back to a panel. Uh, Chuck is talking, and then the boys show up, and they're like, there's an actual ghost here. You need to keep everyone in this room. And have to stall in here. Yes. So Chuck um, just starts like sharing personal information. We come yeah. back to him once or twice, um, and then for the end credits. I I was curious if he was if his actor may have been ad libbing this because I the way they so. do the ad, the way they do the end credits is it seemed like he was just like like up there talking and they like just chose the best moments for the episode because it's like the ending credits is like out of it's not out of character but like we hear the the like studio not the studio but the the film crew and stuff like laughing and all mm -hmm. that yeah they probably it was probably at least partially improvised um we'll have to wait until supernatural here and now gets to it we can hear yeah. from, from rob benedict himself um but yeah it's it continues to be awkward it's great um let me see i'm trying to find my place in the transcript now uh, this is, I think, when they get the ghost, the, the actress who played Letitia Gore to pretend to be Letitia Gore to keep the kids in check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which uh, there's a bit where <laughs> um, about. Sam goes, uh, let's say those three orphans were playing cowboys and Indians. And Dean yeah, this is LARPing as cowboys and Indians. He's using his vocabulary words so he won't forget it again. It's true. It it's true. Strange. It's true. Yes. Because remember, um, this is the second time we've had LARPing taught to the boys as a word. Yes. Because it showed mm -hmm. up in the comic book shop the, guy. Yeah, exactly. The first instance yeah. of encountering supernatural fandom in Monster at the end of this book. Uh, so, really, they should know the term already, but I guess that was half a season ago. So, yeah, that's easy. It's easy to forget. I don't yeah. remember I don't anything about any of that. Exactly. So, now he's, he's reinforcing it by using it himself. It's true. And they forced the actual staff inside the auditorium as well. They're like, yes. I don't want to be part of this convention. He's like, trust me, it's going to be a hell of a show. Um, in fairness, and, it was. It's yeah. true. And Chuck in, is like, well, how do you feel about angels? Because uh, let me tell you, they're not nearly as lame as you think. <laughs> it's really funny. 
Letitia Gore actress is doing an okay job keeping the kids in check, but then her phone goes off. Yes, yeah. it's great. It's uh, Ringling by Spring Breakdown. Uh, Ringling from the Spring Breakdown soundtrack, apparently. Incredible. Which is, first of all, shout out to this being absolutely period accurate. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's a great phone ringtone. I mean, does it count as period accurate if it was made contemporarily? I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very of the times. There yeah. we go. Anyway, Dean has to fight these kids. Uh, mm -hmm. The actress books it. And, um, he calls her sweetheart for like no reason. He does. Yeah. Well, that's Dean. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, we missed them. When do they get? Oh, right. Sorry. It's when they're talking to the actress. Also, they recruit uh, Damien and Barnes, who are like, mm -hmm. "Go surreal. We want to help because it's what Sam and Dean would do." Yeah. So yeah. they go. They go to like dig up and burn the bodies of the children while Dean and Sam are keeping the ghosts busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they have a hard time digging graves. It's like I'm gonna puke. They like supernatural makes it look so easy. Yeah. I literally, a couple years ago, I had a moment of this because I had to, like, I didn't, I wasn't digging a grave, but I was I... digging up stuff for a raised garden bed, and I was like, Supernatural makes this look so easy. <laughs> this is, this is, this is dark. Maybe I'll cut this, but I've dug a grave before. I buried my dog when she died, and yeah, it's hard work. Mm hmm You gotta get down those six feet. You gotta get down there, yeah. I think yeah, we forgot uh... to say who wrote this episode. Um, oh. This is Eric Kripke and Nancy Weiner. Nancy Weiner also worked on The Monster at the End of This Book with right. Julie Siege. Um, and she will come back that for tracks. The Song Remains the Same with Sarah Gamble, but that's all her writing credits. Hmm. Um, Chuck Chuck is bombing. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so someone, the the hotel manager from earlier, like is like, okay, I'm out of here. Uh, and breaks the salt line and is attacked by a ghost, but then Chuck saves him with like mm -hmm. a like lamp post, I think. I I have like it says iron rack? stands in the transcript. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's one of the, is it one of those stands that you like attach the rope to for a convention hall? Is that? I guess it looks taller than that, been but in maybe stage crew for long enough. Uh, or for too long. Whatever it is. He's, oh he no, it might be the mic iron. stand. Regardless, oh, it yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the mic stand. It's the mic stand. Lucky anyway, Becky. Becky is like would steel turned on work? by this. Sorry, I guess. This is a tangent. Would steel work or on like demons and ghosts? I mean, steel uh, is iron plus coal, isn't it? I mean, it's a carbon, carbon, carbon. Purity of it, no? Yes, it is. It, it. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, ghosts aren't real. <laughs> so, within the fiction, Wyatt. Yes, I know. So, like, this within is the kind all of thing fiction, I would ask Chuck at the convention. I know, I know. Within all <laughs> fiction, no, because once you make it into steel, it is phenomenologically different. Okay, fair. Like if the if the goal is for it to be like the metaphor of like the purity of iron or whatever, it, it, like making it into steel is like turning into something else. You've like introduced yeah. carbon, also, which is not which is a organic which is a organic compound. Yes. Well, and also like cold iron, like that that I'm fairly sure existed before steel even existed as a thing that would ward away. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the ghost ghosts are dealt with. Um. Damien and Barnes set the bodies on fire. Oh, wait, we're gonna skip like... over Becky's reaction to Chuck's act of heroism. Oh no, I oh I said it. I said it. You didn't hear me. Yeah, oh, Becky is like turned on by this. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, she's like opening her shirt more. It's like, okay, thank you, Supernatural. Yeah, it's she's real they the direction they gave this poor woman. <laughs> I would have quit. I just hope that she has fun with it. Like if she was yeah. enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, Emily Perkins, whatever you're up to now, 
God bless. She's a, remember she, I said she's a school teacher now. Yeah, I didn't remember. I knew that we had covered it in Actor Facts when she came, but I didn't remember. Yeah, no worries. You don't have to remember minute facts of bit characters, acting, (laughs) actors in Supernatural. What else am I here for? I just remember that because I thought it was funny. Oh, speaking of, Misha Collins released new information today. (laughs) Oh my God. Let's get to the end of the synopsis and talk about whatever that is. Um, The ghosts are dealt with just in time. Damien and Barnes save the day, which good for them. Yeah. Um, and in the denouement, like everyone's recovering from this. I guess everyone who all these supernatural fans now know that ghosts are real. The the show's not really gonna deal with that at least no, yet. Not. Um, I feel like there there was an interesting direction that it's certainly not gonna take. Uh, regarding like the same kind of direction that Ronald's arc went in of like people trying to yeah. help but not knowing enough to do anything useful. And mm-hmm. endangering themselves, but it's fine. We're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I in guess, this like, case, they the, can read all the books the, like, and know all the things. Final girls of the week, you know, like they all also know that monsters exist, and it doesn't change their lives yes. in the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just these people are like big fans that want that are like exactly want to do like hero the, stuff. The uh, Damien and Barnes ask Sam and Zine before they like pop everything. Um, like, how did you know how to do that? And they're like, oh, we read the books. Because yeah, like yeah. If you are a fan of Supernatural and Supernatural happens to be real, you have all the information on how to defeat demons and things. Yeah, and this final conversation they have is interesting. We'll go into that in further depth. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learn here that uh, Damien and Barnes are gay and met online and are partners. That's kind of cute. I, I, met on I, think we, I think we, th- this is complicated somewhat by the fact that they're pretending to be Sam and Dean, who are brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in a vacuum. Like, who cares? There yeah. is like the the incest shipping complicates that somewhat, and that the writers definitely knew that that was a thing, and like yeah. it's yeah. played as a joke, but also like the actors lean into it in a way that's really see- sweet. Like Barnes leans his head on Damien's shoulder, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they're cute, good for these guys. Yeah, the yeah. actors <laughs> and Dean's are, fucking like... responds. <laughs> Dean, Dean makes a face. Dean is just like put off put by the fact that gay people exist because yeah. this is 2009, and you could have your protagonist be weird about gay people without like that being a statement uh Mm -hmm. and and so he's he's just like blinking at them and uh, damien says we're partners right and so they like lean on each other and smile and dean goes oh uh howdy partners partners." dean is drawing some lines between gay people and cowboys Uh, uh (sighs) keep that in mind he's like damn i wish i had a partner i could dress him up in a little cowboy hat Hmm. Uh (laughs) uh-huh i just think like the the wincess cosplayers in 2000 is this still 2009 yeah probably yeah november of 2009 so yes the wincess cosplayers in 2009 to the dusty l cosplayers in i don't know <laughs> whatever season that is hmm. the robbie thompson one. Oh, in fan fiction I, obviously i will say season i don't 10? think these two are wincess cosplayers I, none of yeah, all no. of their none of their in-character dialogue implied any of that they're no. simply yes. two they're simply two fans of supernatural who are exactly. gay and there's only yeah, two like, characters in Supernatural, and they happen to be fans of it. Therefore, they are going to yes. cosplay these characters who happen to be brothers, even though they yes. are not into that. You can roleplay as a character without that bleeding into your real life. Like, yeah. me and Emma roleplay characters who are in relationships. As far as I know, me and Emma are not in a relationship. Yeah. As far as, as, you, far know. as you know. As I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know fucking what anything. Is a, what is a relationship? They could be dropping hints, and I'm not picking um. them up. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, speaking of not picking things up, 
we then get a scene where Becky is like, I'm so sorry, Sam. <laughs> we had our chemistry was real, but Chuck and I are a thing now. And Sam very so... sweetly, she's like, Will you be all right? Like genuinely concerned for him, which is very cute. Um, even yeah. though she's extremely weird about him. Um, and so for her sake, he he like puts on a little sad face and he goes, I don't yeah. know, I'll just have to find a way to keep living, I guess. And she's like, Wow, God bless you. <laughs> it was Sam it was is cute. extremely committed it's... to every bit in this episode. Be- <laughs> he's Becky he's was... like, All right, I can do this. Becky was very bad and not funny in the monster at the end of this book. She's kind of funny in this one. She's got yeah. some funny lines. I hate her less in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, we get other fans to contrast her. Like, we, yes. she's no longer the yeah. only example of a supernatural fan. We get some people who are just here to have, a, like, a fun time LARPing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, there's a... So normally the like Becky Chuck thing would bother me because like Chuck's the author and Becky's a fan and there's like weird power dynamics there that Chuck's such like a little pathetic little guy that like that that power dynamic like does not exist. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's like, calling him by first name basis. Good for her. Because like, remember when she was so in awe when he video called yes. her? It's great. They've evened that out. Yeah, we will. Uh, she's she's getting she's stealing his phone. conversation. <laughs> We oh, I'm sure. When Becky returns. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention when Becky first showed up. Remember back in like our second episode ever uh, when we were talking about one six and Sam's friend Becky? I think that this Becky is trans and named herself after that Becky. So yeah, sure. true and valid. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Just <laughs> why it's like yeah, I'll incorporate that in my belief system. <laughs> not 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 great rep, but you know. <laughs> it's fine. We have Eileen. Um, anyway, Becky's being a fan also actually results in something useful because, because I guess Supernatural is written in like third person omniscient and thus there was, thus the book had a scene between Bella and the person she gave the cult to, which was not actually Lilith. It was a demon named Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. Who we will meet next episode. Who we have met. I love you, Mark Shepard. Yeah. So true, bestie. Nothing but respect for my king. Um, I'm yeah, and I might slip on calling him Crowley and slip into Crowley because Good Omens and Supernatural disagree. Yes, it's very well, they're, it's valid. the same name. Yeah, they just they just named him after Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. I think I think uh, the, the difference is that Crowley was written by a British person. And yes. Supernatural is written by American people. Yes, Mark <laughs> Shepard is a Brit- is a British person being written by Americans. Mm-hmm. And he's actually Scottish. Well, that's just part little, of Britain. Just, okay. I know. Monarch I'm, Stan. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> when you say British, that includes England, part, a part of Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. I had this exact conversation with someone last night. <laughs> if I was saying, if I was talking about English, I would say English. I always anyway, say British actors so because they tend to Crowley. play lots of different... Okay. Yes. We are going to meet Crowley. He's the best. I love him. Yeah. Um, and then um, the boys. There's like are no off. reason that Becky just like randomly decides to tell Sam this. It's just super convenient, I think. Like, did Chuck tell her what Sam and Dean are up to? Like, that's yeah. so weird. She's just like randomly like, oh, by the way, you're you're looking for the cult. Did you know that it's here? Like, why would she know that they need the cult? Yeah, it's weird. It's fine. It happens smoothly enough that you don't really question it unless you're yeah doing a close read. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. You know what? It's. It's hard to make characters follow the plot. Like, I don't care that much. Yeah, it's supernatural. <laughs> um, I mean, this is literally an episode about the meta narrative, so they can say whatever mm-hmm. they want. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but that's the end of the episode. I don't know, Sam and Dean talk a bit before about their lives and then get in the car and drive off. And we it, get, it's a, uh, There's a very funny line where, where Sam goes, you know, Chuck, if you want to keep publishing the Supernatural, oh, yes. we can't really stop you. And he says, he's like, oh, so it's okay? And Sam's like, no, no, we have guns and we will find you. It's maybe one of the funniest lines that uh, that Jarpad has delivered. The, it's the delivery on that line is was very good. It's like cast level deadpan. Yeah, it's, it's really so good deadpan. Good. It's very funny. Uh, and then we get this like improv ending <sighs> with Chuck that's very good. Yeah, it's just like... Yes like a montage basically of like it keeps cutting to like different i don't know shots different takes of him saying yeah like strange things uh he says the way i look at it it's really not jumping the shark if you never come back down you know and that's the last (laughs) one it's the end of the episode it's so funny i screamed it's great i wrote so true truck in enormous all caps letters (laughs) he is so right he yeah if you just keep jumping more sharks, you never really get to say the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking the fucking who's that guy who jumped the Grand Canyon? Oh, uh, evil Knievel. Yeah, the evil Knievel <laughs> of shark jumping. What I if think we he did that anyway? He's like a big stunt guy, so it doesn't. He works any regardless. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now we can talk about this chronologically, even though we were already kind of doing that, so we might be able to go slightly faster I think here. I covered all my notes. Big yeah. points. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Um, I love when, when the, the German hookman guy is, uh, like, pointing out all of the holes. He's really the, the textual, wow, for fans, they sure do complain a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love when he's doing that big, he goes, hey, if you don't like it, don't read it. She's so annoying. She's, like, making this face while he's saying his question. He, she's, like, about to explode. She's, like, <sighs> it's really funny. Yeah, no, she's so angry. She's got that like, RSD. Let him speak. That's true. I, I feel it, but also, let him speak. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> Engage with your interests critically, Becky. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I have such, like, a hatred of people like Becky in real life that I... Yeah. I'm always just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. She, she reminds me of too many people I've seen on Tumblr. Yeah. My Sorry. first note chronologically is actually... The fact that they're such babies in the recap, like they're so little because we're mm-hmm. taking snippets yeah. from like season one and two, I think, um, mm-hmm. for Damien and Barnes to quote from while they're mm-hmm. like acting out Sam and Dean's lives for Sam and Dean to be weirded out by. And so it's just like, oh my God, look how little Sam was in Asylum. I know he's baby. They're look at so him. He's holding a gun little. to Dean's head. <laughs> Yeah, even H was like, whoa, why are they so soft and squishy? And I was like, you understand me. So true. H has been heller pilled. <laughs> now I just have to get my polygule into Supernatural. It's rough because all of them are like, you no. You like strap them down. <laughs> no, literally. Alex Alex is like adjacent. Just enough. But Danny is like, I refuse. <laughs> I think you gotta show Danny like specific episodes. Like one. Oh, certainly. And then, like, okay, but that one was good. You know what? You should show um, on the head of a pin. It's true. It, okay, me and you, we have to conspire. There's going to be a supernatural <laughs> night. Thank God Danny um, doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and we're going to tie Danny down. I'll get Kay to help. For legal we're reasons, tie Danny this down. Joke. We're going to tape Danny's eyes open, like in Clockwork Orange. Like in... We're going to force... I was going to say a force them to That's watch. not right. What was the season three thing with Doc Ben... Ben, 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 
something? Uh, time is on my side. Oh, it was the same episode as Bella. I did not realize that. Okay, well, three fifteen then. Okay. Um. It's it's. I I think this opening is really good when we see all the impalas. Like yes. immediately, it's like, wait, what's going on? It's so good. Today, one of my Uber Eats. Uh, delivery drivers, I'll have to tell you uh -huh. about Uber Eats uh, issues today. But it said that she was in a Chevrolet Impala, and I was like, huh. <laughs> I see him everywhere. Yeah, I, ta I talked about this off mic last time, but there's a Mountain Goats line about an Impala, and every time I hear that, I'm like, it's Dean. Just like Dean Winchester. Just like my boy Dean. Um, and then, yeah, all this cosplay is really good. We talked about that. Uh, Shoutouts to the better Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who has like the cool like jacked up face? Uh, actually, that might have been Fritz. Maybe Fritz just took his mask off because no, no, no. Well, this guy's got a different body different shape. Fritz is Hookman, not Scarecrow. Oh right, not right, right, right. You're right. And then he goes is up, he... is like he's like ah, it's Sam and Dean. I'm in trouble. Have fun, you two. And walks off. It was cute. It was. It's cute. so sweet. I love it. They're having a good time, or that guy is this... anyway. When I, the Comic-Con was going on and I, my bus drove by it and I was like, oh my god, look. Look at all the anime kids. <laughs> Shout out to the anime kids. Shout out to the person on the plane this morning who told me they like my earrings. What kind of earrings are you wearing? Hades Town playbills. Nice. Gay. <laughs> I do want to point out this, uh, this convention is not entirely white people. It's true. It's true. Diversity. Shout out to the supernatural fans of color, both in real life and in this episode. So mm -hmm. true. Y'all sure do put up with a lot. Oof. I wonder what the books are like in terms of race relations. I mean, they've got Route 666. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the book, the books are. They seem to stick pretty strictly to canon. Yeah. 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 I don't even want to know. Also, uh, so Gordon. there's a thing here about a wealthy Scandinavian investor. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what that was about. I thought that was gonna like lead to something, but no. I think it was Cass. <laughs> isn't isn't uh oh? I was gonna say M Misha Collins. Misha is not. That is not a. That's no, a. That's Russian that's name. Russian. That's a Russian name. That's it's a, he's not Scandinavian. Supposed to be a diminutive of Dimitri. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I don't think most people do use it as that, but that's what it is for him. <laughs> that's valid. Yeah, I mean, it's got the me in it. Russian diminutives are wild. Yeah. I yeah, I, I tried reading more piece and I was like, well, Mitri, Misha, yeah. I had to I had to read Russian plays when I was in high school. Uh, everybody had a different name every other sentence and I was yep. like, who the fuck are you people? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Russians. Anyway, um, shout out to Dmitry Krushnik. So true. Yeah. Who today <laughs> revealed this is a good segue. Right. That yes. uh cast was supposed to be in the finale. Previously, mm -hmm. he has stated that it was going to be Jimmy okay. in the finale, but no, this time he said Cass. He also, in the same speech, said, what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> like, those exact words out loud on Powerful. stage. Fucking he does icon. not fear what the CW snipers. I, I, I feel like Misha Collins has a lot of pent-up rage mm. towards the supernatural powers that They be. didn't even let him kiss Jensen. It's true. I'm not cockles truthing. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah. He if he wanted to kiss Jensen, he had to do it out of character. And then you just make the weirdos in fandom weirder. When you come to me, you're uh, anyway, you. most of my major notes here are about the specifics of Damien and Barnes and the stuff they say. 
Um, um, I just have that Sam is committed to the bit rather than explain like, no, it's real. He's he's just like leaning into it. We're just really, really yes. big fans. Yeah, Sam, Sam, as per usual, is covering for Dean. He's like, he takes the story really seriously because Dean like went yeah. off about like these characters. How would they feel about you cheating, treating their lives yes. like cheap yes. entertainment? And they're like, um, they're fictional characters. And Dean's like, no, they care a lot and storms off. <laughs> Don't mind Dean. He's a Dean. He's or don't mind him. He's a Dean Kinney. He takes it really seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does take. Yeah, he's in a convention full of doubles. <laughs> I'm not making I mean, fun this of is... Kinney's here. I, I just think the concept of people thinking he's a Dean Kinney is really funny. It is funny. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a this is like a trend of thought among like people who are really big into things in a way that made me go, "Huh, that's interesting." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people who become more attached to, like, characters in and of themselves than, like, the plot that they're within. Mm-hmm. There's, Which- a, there's a healthy relationship between, like, imagining, like, the, the implications of if these characters were real and not written. Of, like, you know, how writers, like, ignore obvious traumatizing events. Or, like, in Supernatural, mm-hmm. how Dean and Sam should be hard of hearing several times over, like... That's a uh, that's a way of engaging with yeah. characters as humans um, in a way that is interesting and I think healthy. And obviously, things like <laughs> incest and pedophilia shipping—we're not going to get into that right now. But like, that's in the same vein um, of like, there's a line between taking it like to the point where the characters have feelings about the fact that they're characters, and mm-hmm. what if these characters were written like real people. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, there's a healthy no, line does. in there within there's all. A... Yeah, there's there's also like a long trend of like this stuff. We talked about this in the monster at the end of this book. This sort of like, what if narrative character? What if like fictional characters are real? Like, what is it about us as people that we enjoy seeing fictional people suffer so much? Yes, and there's like there's a lot of answers to that. There's the classic Aristotle answers. There's like. You know, there's a long history of theory about stories and, like, why we like to see them. And there's, like, a billion answers for that. And we're not going to answer mm-hmm. that here. Um, but it is interesting, I guess, that it's, like, what they're... Uh, I don't know. It, it's The show's commenting on that in a, in a way because we see that, like, the story is real. And they're um, doing it in a way that is funny. Yeah. Like, they're and making light of it. It's cute also because, like, Dean's perspective is, like, my life sucks. Why would you ever want to imitate my life yes uh whereas at the end we get damien and barnes explaining their position which is that their lives are super boring and sam and dean get to do things that matter and they have people who like are ride and die for them uh why what did you want to say yeah let me let me read what damien says here he says in real life he sells stereo equipment i fix copiers our lives suck but to be sam and dean to wake up every morning and save the world to have a brother who would die for you well who wouldn't want that and and Dean is like, reading huh, into Damien's, that's a good point. Reading into weird. Damien's character a little bit, he got so emotional when he mentioned, like, a brother that would die for you. I'm picking up on yeah. some, familiar, some fil- familial trauma there. Yeah. My mm-hmm. guy. Probably not unconnected to the fact that he's queer. Yeah. Which is, like, I can only imagine how much Damien sees himself in Dean in a way that I think a lot of, like, yeah. queer people in the Supernatural fandom 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, the thing about genre fiction, and we talk about this all the time, is like the, the characters, the adversity that characters go through are like an escalated version of the adversity that everyone goes through in their own lives that you can mm -hmm. like impress yourself upon. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting that Sam and Dean get to see, because we talked before about how, um, you know, they don't, they get to be heroes in the moment, but they never stick around to see the effect that they're, the things they do have on the communities that they help. Um, mm -hmm. And this, in a way, shows that, like, they haven't helped these people directly, but their stories have helped these people in a lot of different ways. And they get to see that, and they get to see, like, Damien and Barnes, who are people who, like, took a lot away from, like, their heroic qualities, and, like, are brave enough to help them save the day in the end. Like they, yeah. Sam and Dean wouldn't be able to have done them, done the this without The power of supernatural and, fandom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which like speaks to the nature of like stories as a thing that you can like use to like, not base your life on, but like to, to take something away from. Be like, I want to be mm -hmm. more like this fictional character that I like look up to as a way yeah. that a lot of people like use fiction to cope. Yeah. And like, I, I think this episode could have taken it in a way of like oh this is weird this is a weird thing to do like why would you idolize fictional characters and not like a real person um but it doesn't it it yeah like technically they are idolizing real people but like they don't know that but yes um, and like it's it's being um it's respectful. like yeah well it's um yeah, it's interesting. Like, they could have gone a lot more. Uh, I mean, y'all have gone off about how the show treats fandom, and the, mm. this is not the last time that we'll see stuff like this. But as far as, like, an early treatment, particularly compared to Becky, what we saw of Becky, I feel like this was fairly positive toward the idea of, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it. this episode encompasses all walks of fandom. Yes. Yeah. And And it's not punching down most of the time. Most of the most of the jokes are at the show's expense. Yes, or at Sam and Dean's um, expense. Like the the joke about the yeah. panel of like secret life of Dean, frightened little boy. Like the joke is like Dean would be offended by that portrayal of him. Not that it's an inaccurate portrayal, and these fans yeah. are crazy. Mm -hmm. I um that there there is one thing where they're, it's not even that they're punching down. Um, but I mentioned this in the chat. Whenever any show makes fun of LARPers, it's like oh you. You've never met a LARPer in your life. You have no idea what LARPers get up line. to. LARP. Yeah. There was a there was a Sarah Z video I was watching where she mentioned this and it was like, yeah, I I know LARPers. They're like annoyingly kinky. <laughs> they don't. They're. It's not. They. They are not like what you think they are. Yeah. And and like it. I. Yeah. I think like it's it's definitely more neutral towards fandom if not more positive than previous portrayals that we've seen like yeah, this episode sure. does not make me as angry as the monster at the end of this book can or yeah um certain parts of the uh episode fan fiction make me or it not as mad as that one fucking scene in sherlock makes me <gasps> yeah we cannot we, like that one's just an insta kill switch this. yeah like that's my touchstone for like being yeah. cruel to your community that's your berserk button <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I see red. Um, yeah, <laughs> There's... so I think I think at this point, like, it's 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 a, a, a more nuanced view of fandom, which is always going to come across as less disrespectful. Yeah, because um, there's weird people in every community. It's true. But then, like, um... the German guy is a perfectly normal person who has perfectly normal thoughts about supernatural. Yeah, even if it's kind of a silly suggestion, it's practical. And he also happens to be in cosplay. Yeah, so Shout the, the like stereotype that 
Hookman is playing into here is less of like the fan who has no life and more of the fan who's so like neurotic about the details that they missed the point. Like, of yeah. course, Sam and Dean mm-hmm. aren't going to use bungee cords because that would remove the dramatic tension of the suspense when they lose their weapons. Like, it's a story. That's why they don't have bungee cords. That's why they don't put cool hoops of salts. That's why they don't have uh, water pistols of holy water. Like, sure, these would be practical solutions, and sometimes they do have interesting solutions, but, like, most of the time, they're just going to stick to the formula because that's how the show works. That's how the story works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, Hookman is the kind of guy who's like, well, actually, why is there sound in Star Wars? There's no sound in space. He's the, he's the rules the rules judge. The the, the yeah. what I call those guys. The ones in D&D who are like actually you can't carry that much Munchkin? Uh, weight. Well, uh Munchkin isn't quite right. I know what you mean. Yeah, the rules gremlin. Yeah. Yeah, like he's so leaning into the practical common sense that he's like missing the point of the fact that this is a story for fun. Yeah, he's yeah. not enjoying the story and what it can bring to him. Which is a, a like it's a well, way it probably of is. I mean, with... people who engage with stories like that generally do like yes. them. It's just that like when you're that deep in something, you start like look at you start like poking and prodding at it in all the various ways. Mm-hmm. How do hyperspace lanes work in Star Wars? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Even though I want to know, even though I care about the material reality. <laughs> um. Yeah, like at some point, you just have to accept the premise. You know, and so mm-hmm. like the yeah. the idea of the fan that is being parodied in Hookman is the guy who doesn't get that. Yeah, but like yeah. it's done in a and, way like, that it doesn't feel you... like hateful. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like that's just that's a it's just a guy. valid way to enjoy and and meet fandom uh, is like how can I critically like interpret this and and poke the holes in it because that's fun for some people. I mean, we're um, we're running a podcast about this show. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like this guy just wants to write some fix-it fic where they make sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have been in this guy's shoes. This is how <laughs> I feel about the sequel trilogy to Star Wars. I thought you were going to say Not quite the to the, like, practical, but to the this should have been better. Yeah. yeah. So I feel um... like he's being parodied, but it's not in, like, a, 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 a cruel way. Yeah. Like, Sam is like, yeah, that's actually a, a good idea. Like, that's practical. And it's a funny joke because the meta narrative is like, yeah, they should do this, but they won't. Yeah. Speaking of the meta narrative, I like the bit when the LARPing starts and like eight eight Sams and Deans are all like simultaneously talking to this like the the guy uh, running this LARP who is like, shout outs to this guy. This guy's super into it. He's like putting on mm-hmm. a big like grand voice for like the the reading, the like um, he's pretending to be the hotel manager. I, I think it's the same guy, right? Yeah, I think he's the. I don't know if he is like the actual owner of the establishment, but he's someone who's he's organizing the, the con. Yeah, yeah. The the transcript calls him the con organizer. Uh, yeah. I think the. I think yeah. The 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 um actor credits call him the convention host. Yeah. Um, and he's like he looks he's friend shaped. He's this like big old dude uh, with yeah, like a I goatee that's like going gray a little bit. He wears an ascot treat. in character. He wears an ascot. He's like doing this big <laughs> so grand voice. He's like getting super into it. I'd play a tabletop game with this guy. No, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and he knows Dean his lines really about, like, well. He says them like four yeah. times. Yes. Dean makes a joke about community theater, but like, this guy's doing a good job. This, is, this shit is better than the murder mystery my drama department put on in high school. Um, and they're like, they're all like agents Lennon and McCartney. There's there's yeah. another one later that I missed, but it's another like even more on the nose musical reference than the boys normally make 
and the the camera like Jagger focuses and in on these like eight FBI ja- oh, yeah, badges. Yeah, right, right. Yes, yeah, they all have their little custom-made FBI badges. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, as manager of this fine establishment, I can assure to you that it is indeed haunted. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, Damien, Damien and Barnes' lines, there's, there's one where he's like, Dad said that I might have to kill you. And it's, it's like, it's, it's like what, what does that mean? I don't know. It's really they're good. Just like, they're just like ad-libbing with each other. It's very funny. It's like awkwardly role-playing. Like, I think it's actually love... word for word, like based on the recap that had those exact scenes, you know? At least a couple of the times, yeah. yeah. Right, Some yeah, of it no, is word that's, for word because they that's know fair. their source material. It's really good. It's it's cute. I love it. And they're just doing it while they're walking. And like, yeah. Yeah, it's, this is, I just love it. This is it. their little, I was going to say routine. That's they're... not the word I want. It's so casual. Yeah, it's their, their deep thing. Their voices are so funny. It is very funny. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because it's like, you know, we talked about how, like, Dean's, like, del- Dean deliberately deepens his voice. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, maybe the book mentions that. Because, yeah, because then it would give all these people, like, oh, yeah, Sam and Dean talk in these, like, deep I think it's voices. just the description. Like, we've seen what they look like on the covers of these books. They've got, yes. like, rippling no, abs sure. and blowy hair. So, like, for it's sure, probably all, sure. like, their husky voices. Yeah. Yeah, their their voices are probably described as husky all the time. Dean Winchester, I'm gonna hunt ghosts. You sound like Batman. Yes, well, I mean, they all sound like Batman too. That's true. And like that movie had just come out, so it's like that's true. That's true. That's, it's in the air. <laughs> it is. That's what manliness sounds like. Um, uh, uh, do we want to talk about these kids a little bit? They're great. Cause you, they are great. I just want to point out. It's like, yeah, they were playing cowboys and Indians and, like, actually killed one of yeah. the... They, like, actually sculpted another child... Scalped... I don't know why I'm pronouncing it like that. Another child. Which is... And then, were, like, had to be fought by this teacher. I don't know. It's... There's... It's not a very well-put-together no. story. Which, like, it's fine. It's just, like, you know, it's supernatural, like, leaning hard into things that, like, deserve more... Like, what a wild thing to have happened... And it feels like if you're going to do that, it deserves a little bit more focus. There's a lot going on there. The the about, melodrama like, is what's important. Yeah. Because the, they probably wrote the hunt for the, yes. the fake hunt and then they wanted scary super kids. Imp- imprinted like, it, it into the real world. Yeah. Also, like, um, there's a bit where Sam's like, yeah, she scalped the kid, uh, her own son. And Dean says, oh, that's it. I'm going to deep fry this bitch es- extra crispy. So uh, take a shot for Dean saying bitch. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, specifically the fact that it was a parent killing their own kid. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's not what happened, though, in that she, no, it's uh-huh. not. like, got revenge for her dead kid. Yeah, it's weird. It's, like, it's, it's, it's a very on-the-surface thing. Like, there was no... Mm-hmm. Sometimes Supernatural puts more thought into the, like, history of its ghosts and like mm-hmm. why what happened happened but uh this one does not really this episode like, is not concerned with that yeah which is fine i just sort of wish that they it had been like a less like um loaded thing to have occurred but yeah. i whatever it's melodrama I, it doesn't matter that much i just wanted to bring that up and like acknowledge mm-hmm. it um let's see uh i think we covered most of the damien and barn stuff we talked about them digging the mm-hmm. grave and like why they wanted to help. <laughs> Sorry, I just read one of my notes. Yeah? And I'm it took me class. totally by surprise. When the when the German guy gets killed, I wrote 
I wrote, oh my god, these ghosts are full of knife and stab. I'm sorry if you're a German listener, your language is funny. No, little German <laughs> cosplayer, don't go to that convention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've had a, a cup and a half of coffee today. See, if we hit all our. Becky he points. does say gotten himmel. Yeah, he does say gotten himmel. It's Himmel. true. I assume based on my very uh, It's gotten heaven, yes. Got in, yeah. Yeah. Based I think it's the German, same in um, in Yiddish actually, which is fun. That is fun. I mean, it's because Yiddish it is German Hebrew. Because it's got German together. in it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Languages are siblings. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Happy Father's Day to German. Congratulations on your birth, the birth <laughs> of your child Yiddish. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's the mom? Hebrew. Hebrew. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's it. I've graduated to the stupidest person on this planet. Okay, so there's there's Chuck stalling is like I think the do Oh, I guess there's a funny thing where like when they're trying to get Letitia's Gore's actress, Dean's like, You're an actress. We just want you to act. She's like, I work at a Hooters in Toledo. And Dean gives her like so a once good. over for it. Oh. She yeah. is very pretty. She, she is. is pretty. Um, Hooters is bad. Yeah. There's a bit where Dean uh, is like, yeah, don't worry, this is going to work. And then like, as soon as he's out of sight, he makes like a face like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, Damien struggles with his lighter. Yeah, he's like, how come Dean always gets to light this on the first try? No, he doesn't. Not always, he yeah. Was... In the it's books, maybe. But maybe. whenever but, yeah. you build suspense, Actually, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, say Damien is a fake fan. Damien is building Cinema suspense just like Dean's lighter builds suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about them like, why don't you just use matches all the time? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I can't, I can't light a match on the first try either. That's true. I guess it's more about the fact that they constantly throw lighters away. Yes. Um, matches are less expensive. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck's like, uh, fell in love the first time at 16, lost my virginity, but then she went around telling everybody it didn't count, which I don't know what's up with that. Um, Can I spoiler warning? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so if if we can talk about Chuck as God, then this is like okay, probably yes. about the Virgin Mary, which is very funny, but it's not necessarily about that because they didn't necessarily decide that yet. Wow. That's... <laughs> I mean, presumably, that is... That is that is funny in in that way. Presumably, I that is a very I don't, funny headcanon. I don't know how this works. I don't know anything about like how Chuck became here. But if it's the thing of like God incarnated and like lost his memory and is just a person, which makes Chuck like a weird Jesus parallel, and I don't like that. I don't like to think about that. Um, There's no a Jesus bit in I think season six where a character is like, you know, Jesus was just some guy, right? That's like my favorite line of Supernatural. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't really match with this it, take on this line, but it is funny, so I'll allow it. Right. My my point being is like I assume this actually happened to him, whether or not, or or like I don't know, has like a fake memory related to it anyway. But yes, it is funny thinking about it in that way. Um, mm-hmm. That's a that's a very entertaining like if if like thinking about it in like the Chuck knows who he is and he's just stringing us all yeah. along like. I can I can imagine him like snickering to himself about it. Like, haha, um, got him. <laughs> you can't uh, say got him. That's Cass's line. <laughs> um, 
Anything else, or do we want to talk about the ad living at the end? Um, just when when after Dean finds out uh, that Damien and Barnes are are a couple, oh, when yeah. Sam comes up to him and he's like leading on the Impala, he's just got this contemplative face on him. He's just thinking about gay people being real. <laughs> he's literally like, like wow. "Wow, I've never met a gay person in my life." Is this are these the first like canon queer characters in the show? Well, we had Lily who killed her girlfriend. That's true. Dean didn't meet Lily. Oh, though. and we had Chief, of course. Sam knows gay people are real. He's been to college. How could you forget the Chief? You you know what? You're so right. Never mind. I'm so sorry, Chief. This is Chief probably the first gay couple. Um, yes. But not the first lived. gay character. They survived. They did survive because they were only established as gay at the last minute. So it wouldn't make sense to kill them before that. Hacks. <laughs> That's, this don't is come out you, until you've you survived the horror them. movie. Uh-huh. This is how you don't bury your gays. Just don't make them gay until... The end, well, or well, make them gay it doesn't and always work. <laughs> I'm looking at Cass. They also never directly met. Um, oh, what's his name from Ghost Facers? Oh, that's Tom. true. But like, they knew he existed. Intern. I'm so that's sorry, King. I'm so for, for forgetting your name. Okay, I keep forgetting queer characters in Supernatural. I'm so sorry. It's because they keep dying. Really <laughs> a homophobe. I can't thinking. believe it. I know. Anyway, I know. yeah, these two. I like shout out to these guys. They got to be heroes. They didn't die. It's great. I I hope yeah. they go on to live Gay happy lives. People will literally together. save your life. Yeah. So true. Um. I think my last note for I mean not in order. The only note left to talk about for me is um, Sam. I think it's Sam walks up to Chuck and is like, "Screw you very much." That sounds more like a Dean thing. One second. Yeah, no, it's Dean. <laughs> Dean says, hey, Chuck, yeah. good luck with the Supernatural books and screw you very much. Screw you very much. And they walk off. And the con manager is like, fans of yours? And Chuck goes, mm, I'd say no. It's- He's <laughs> such a little guy. It's it's Chuck so is funny. such a little guy in this episode. He's so funny. I mentioned this. It's- just the way he says awesome, like, so awkwardly. He hates himself so much. He, I love him. He, he does yeah, not want to I mean, be here at all. He's literally an inch taller than me, but he looks so little. He looks so little. He's he he just leads a miserable life. And yeah. He's like, well, guess I gotta keep living it. That fucking angel said he'd bring me back to life yep. if I died. So yeah, here I am. Yeah. Uh, there's a oh. bit at like the I have start... no marketable skills. Yeah. There's a bit at the start where the boys are like, "Who gave you the right to our life story?" And he's like, "An archangel," and I didn't want it. <laughs> he literally is just <sighs> stuck in the narrative too. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same side, guys. This is fucked up for all of us. He's like, listen, I thought you were fictional. Please stop bothering me. Yeah. And stop threatening me. Haunted by his own creation. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, these, so these final lines that, that Rob Benedict is probably ad-libbing are very good. Um, he mentions the jump the shark. We mentioned the jump the shark line, but he also says, like a lot of authors, I started writing because of love. Yeah, I had a huge crush on Nancy McKeon, who played Joe in The Facts of Life. I must have written her 40 to 50 letters. She never wrote back. Uh, head canon is now that Joe is named after. Mm-hmm. Even though that doesn't make sense because he didn't create Joe. Joe is a person who existed. They just started having memories about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, "I don't think the Benders made flesh suits out of all their victims. Maybe just like a couple scarves." Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love that. That was my favorite one. Uh, and then he says, "Actually, my favorite movie was Beaches. Hillary and Cece were just so brave, so strong." Yeah, it's, it's like great. it's like a 1988. Like drama film that's like about like Hollywood, I think, or like that, like someone becoming a star and like being proud. I don't know. I don't know anything about beaches. I just looked into it briefly. Um, but yeah, uh, it's funny. Speaking of looking into beaches, what do we have actor facts for this episode? Yes, we do. I don't 
quite understand that segue, but it doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> um, I won't explain myself. So Damien, it's only for Damien and Barnes. Uh, Damien was played by Devin uh, Rattray, I think. Rattray? Rattray? I don't know. Who is Nate Henry on Mosaic and Tinfoil Kevin in The Tick. Um, and Barnes was played by Ernie Grunwald, who was Larry in Call Me Fitz and has been like lesser parts on other sitcoms. He's like, I think primarily like a comedy actor. Um, he looks like an Ernie. He does look like an Ernie. Yeah, I guess we never talked about what Damien and Barnes look like, which Damien is like a big old guy and Barnes is like a big old lanky guy. They look like uh, Bernie. Like Ernie. We got, yes, we, yeah, exactly. We have like circle and uh, stick as their like silhouette shapes mm -hmm. in a way as that we like. we all know, Bert and Ernie are gay. Yes. Mm -hmm. They have fun. I was going to say character designs. These are real people, but like their silhouettes <laughs> paired with each other. Like they're quite, um, they're quite, they stand out. There's a there's a theater term specifically for things like this. It's a, it's Italian. It's from Italian mask theater. But of course, I haven't been in a drama class since I was in high school, so I can't remember. I think there's Z's in there. I'm sorry, Armo. I'm disappointing you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a I'm an English student, not a theater student. I can tell you. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I my I, my expertise cannot help you here. Look, I'm about to fucking text my fucking drama teacher from high school. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna find it, but there is there no. is like it's like Linguini or some fucking shit oh about God. characters okay. that are. I I, I do not want to speak for the uh, for the views of my host in terms of any Italian listeners who are up there. What? I'm just I'm just making fun of you. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um. Okay. Uh, we're gonna take a break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about episode ten, Abandoned All Hope. So, episode 10, Abandon All Hope, uh, written by Ben Edlund, directed by Phil Screecha. Screecha. Um, oh, Ben Edlund. How could you, how could you do our girls like that? Mm -hmm. um, we open on the city, uh, unspecified city, and see a kind of schlubby guy go out underneath a overpass crossroads and uh, bury a thing. He's doing a crossroads deal in the city, which is kind of cool. Uh, and beloved character actor Mark Shepard is here. It's Crowley time. Um, Crowley, Crowley, Crowley. The dude is a banker, and he's made a deal to bail at his bank, but he's going to have to kiss Crowley to do it, which really, again, brings the John deal even closer to mind. Um, they kissed and uh, they they kiss and there's this absolutely hilarious shot where the camera pans up over them and zooms and we see Cass spying on them. It's and so it good. Made me laugh so it's hard. It's so, so funny. So okay, funny. So these these guys are kissing, right? And the banker is in like agony. He's making this face to yeah. indicate how horrible it is to be gay kissing yeah. anyone. And then it's like slipping tongue. He peeks out from behind so a pillar and goes, <laughs> "Got him." Hysterical. So One hit Phil kill. Screecha. Phil Screecha deserves a uh, deserves an award for this shot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another cool shot in this episode too that I'll talk about later. Um, any anyway, that happens and I died. Um, and uh, the deal probably has no patience for homophobia. Yeah, it's we true. Stand a gay king. It's true. Um, <laughs> the deal is made and Crowley heads off, but Cass follows him through teleportation to a compound 
like a mansion, like a walled mansion that's warded against angels. The boys head off to take over. We see Crowley in a big mansion making a cocktail, cocktail and watching Nazi footage, I think? <laughs> Fascist imagery. Anyway, I'm pretty sure those were Nazis. I don't know what's up with that. I guess he's a demon, but... It, yeah. Based on his, like, the things he likes, he doesn't give me, like, he's, yeah, you know, he's not... Yeah, the transcript also uh... says, like, a video in- involving Nazis. Okay, well, um, you know, he's not Alistair. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, and he's listening to Everybody Plays the Fool by the main, main ingredient. Uh, good song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, a uh, woman in an evening dress shows up at the gate asking for help because her car broke down. But oh, hey, it's Joe. Uh, she gets the gates open and the demon guards are creepy to her. But she and the boys kill them and cut the power, which seems to amuse Crowley rather than bother him. Uh, they all go in to confront him, and he doesn't fall for their carpet devil's trap. He's like, that carpet was expensive, you assholes. Uh, which, you know, it's on the bottom, so it doesn't matter that much, Crowley. Uh, and more of his lads show up to take them captive. But then he produces the cult and just shoots them both, the demons, uh, and asks the boys to talk. Uh, it turns out Crowley is the whole reason they found the cult to begin with. He's a traitor. He really is Crowley from Good Omens. Uh, he wants <laughs> them to kill Lucifer. He's smart enough to have figured out that Lucifer is just using demons and is going to wipe them out if he wins. Uh, He wants everything to go back to normal and tells them that Lucifer is going to be in Carthage, Missouri. Uh, The boys take the gun. There's this funny bit where Sam tries to shoot Crowley, but the gun is empty. And Crowley's like, oh, yes, you'll need bullets. Um, He's such, I love it. And then we cut back to, uh, and then he gives them the ammo and disappears. And then we cut back to Bobby's house. Cass and Ellen are doing shots. It's great. Um... Dean doesn't want Sam to come because of this whole vessel thing, but Sam insists. Dean flirts with Joe, but it doesn't work, and Bobby takes a family photo. It's cute. Uh, it's a good little scene. Cass does the opposite of saying cheese, so everyone looks pretty glum in the photo. Um, cut to everyone in Carthage. <laughs> They're going around scanning for EMF. Town is completely empty, but no, it's not. From Cass's perspective, we can see it's full of Reapers. Uh, this is a really, this is actually, sorry, there's three good shots in this episode that are like going to stick in my mind. This is the second one, uh, where it's mm-hmm. like, we see from everyone else's point of view and then from Cass's point of view. And there's just like, I don't know, like 50 dudes just standing in the middle of the street, all wearing like suits and like staring off into the middle distance. It's like mm-hmm. really creepy and good. Absolutely stone still. Yeah. This is one of the few times where like the just some guy guy nature of Supernatural like worked for me because it is very eerie to see a bunch of people in suits just standing in the middle of the street. This this episode is really eldritch. There's a yeah. lot of um like there's a lot of Cass flying Yes. In like really good shots and Crowley too. Yeah. Um the the it's just it's all very eldritch and I I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Um Cass goes to figure out what's going on and runs into Lucifer who captures him in a flame circle. Uh I guess I'll just mention here this is the other shot I'm talking about because we see Cass see someone in a window and the camera mm-hmm. like I don't know how they did this. It like it's one contiguous shot that they like cut between where the camera is like it's so good so they it okay the shot is looking down at Cass in the street um from like i don't even know where it is uh it's like maybe from a balcony and like it pans and it pans to inside the building in like one shot that they must have edited they must have cut at some point unless they like cut out the side of this building i don't know i don't know how they did it but it's just it pans to Cass who's now inside the building it's sick. It's really cool. It's really good. Um, yeah, anyway, that happens. Um, and uh, 
Cass tries and fails to lie to Lucifer about coming alone. I guess is what you all were talking about, about Cass being capable of lying, although he's very bad at it, worse than Dean. He's so um, sweet, though. He tried. Yes, he tries. I love you, baby. And, um, You're doing amazing. We see Nick, who is jacked up because he can't handle holding Lucifer. Lucy tries to convince Cass to join him because he rebelled too, but Cass says he'd rather die. Everyone else is trying to figure out where Cass went, but Meg shows up with some hellhounds and everyone has to book it. Dean gets brought down, Joe saves him, but then gets real jacked up. It like Hellhound like digs its like fangs or claws or something into her like abdomen. Her guts are gonna spill out. Um they lock themselves into a hardware store and salt the exits, but yeah, Joe's in a real bad way. Dean contacts Bobby, who helps them figure out that all the Reapers being here probably means that death is here, or, like, is going to be summoned. Death of the Four Horsemen fam. Um, Lucifer's gonna do this ritual here, because a lot of people died back during the Civil War um, in Carthage, Missouri, which I, I believe is true. Um, that's, like, a thing that happened. Uh, the boys gotta go stop it, but they want to get Joe out first. Joe, however, says otherwise. She's dying, and she wants to build a bomb and use herself as hell hellhound bait and blow them all up. So they go along with this. Dean gives her the trigger, and they share a moment. He gives her a forehead kiss, and then they kiss, and it's sad. And then it's even mm -hmm. sadder, because Ellen has to let in the hellhounds. They're going down together. Rip to two more women in the show, and Joe dies mm -hmm. even before she can set the bomb off, which was, like, genuinely affecting. I did like yes. that decision. That was really sad. Um, yeah. so Ellen has to do it. Like, she, like, presses Joe's hand down on the trigger so they're holding hands as, like, she Ugh. dies, too. And yeah, I watched this episode on, like, three hours of sleep, and I was crying, and I didn't have tissues. Oh. <laughs> it was a bad experience. Baby. Like, I've only seen this episode once before, and it was within yeah, the past it's... year and a half. I'm, like, I'm mad that they're gone, but also, like, it was like genuinely affecting it didn't mm -hmm. i wasn't mad at it even though i was like kind of grumpy in general i wasn't mad at the way they went down um yeah. it's bad because it's fridging it wasn't a bad death is it fridging i guess i guess it's fridging because sam and dean care about them but it more it felt less like fridging to me and more like oh this is a scene in a drama where like yeah our two side characters are gonna go down this felt a lot like a horror movie to me uh in terms of Man. often <laughs> Like when you, you know, when you get to the end of the horror movie, there's generally not many characters left and Joe and Ellen go down like characters in like, I don't know, zombie survival movie or like, uh, uh, or like aliens or, you know, one of those like action horror movies. So it didn't That's bother true. me in that way. And they get to go down in a big cool explosion anyway. But, but yeah. Um, if there were more women in this show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a the it's show part of a, about its side I think individually it is done well if you're going to kill these characters, but like these characters shouldn't have died. Like I mm -hmm. it, if <sighs> we'll talk about this, we'll talk about this. Um, they go to stop the ritual in a demon. Sorry, in a field full of demon possessed townsfolk was another good like eldritch imagery as Ash was talking about. It's just like mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people standing eerily in a field. Lucifer says hi to Sam uh, and then Dean shoots him with the cults. But of course it doesn't work. He's one of the five things that the, the cult can't kill. Um, so Ellen and Joe died for nothing. Um, he gets right back up and kicks Dean's ass. Sam is very mad. He and Lucifer talk as the ritual continues. Also, all the women and children are dead for the ritual. They had to be sacrificed. And then all the demons die, too, as they say the magic words and all fall over. Um, meanwhile, Castiel, the king, the greatest of all time, 
gets Meg talking while he unscrews a drain pipe to fall and hit her and knock her into the flame circle. He can't exercise her with his hands, but he can throw her under the fire and step over her, breaking the circle. Uh, it's pretty cool. Cass, He's Cass, so, Cass, so hot. Cass, My notes for this scene yeah. say girl glossary from Castiel. <laughs> so true. Um, he shows up just in the nick of time to rescue Sam and Dean as the ritual goes off. Uh, and then we end from death, death's perspective as he appears and Lucifer is like standing there being like, yes, death. In the denouma, everyone is sad about Ellen and Joe dying and they burn the photo. And that's the end of the Which episode. is stupid because the whole reason they took the photo was like, they in case we die. Photo. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it did not make any sense. Stupid. But yeah, this is a good episode. Yeah. Chronologically then? Yep. And my first notes are Crowley. 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 You all, <laughs> I did like, that last you can episode. Guess how much... You can all guess how much I f- how, how I feel about this character. I love I Mark Shepard. Mm-hmm. I love... Mark Shepard is a good actor. This is a great character. He's fun. Yeah, I love that he says the word homophobia out loud. I was like, oh, supernatural. Yeah, I didn't know you knew that word. Yeah. Yeah. He says you can cling to... Six decades of decades deep-seated yeah, homophobia. Decades. Homophobia. Yeah. homophobia. I know this speech by heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And he is reveling in this in a way that makes, like, my shriveled soul, like, really happy. Yeah, like, okay, like, from... A gay perspective, it is very satisfying to be like, yeah, fuck homophobes, make them uncomfortable. But on the other hand, like, this is kind of bad also. I mean, he's I'm a trying to, like, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, like, articulate why this is also, like, <laughs> bad rep in it's ways like, that aren't oh, just, like, he's a demon. Um, oh, no, just, he's like, a demon. Like, he's, he's literally, making this guy kiss him. Yeah, exactly. He's scary. making him kiss him. Like, this isn't, yeah. like, oh, Dean had to kiss a pretty demon to make a deal. This is, like... This guy was, I mean, he wasn't literally forced into it. He could have just walked away. Yeah. Um, but the the idea that, like, this queer man is getting delight from making a straight man kiss him is, mm, there's something bad there. Yeah. It's, it's the, fine. It's, it's the not the main reading of, like, of the scene, at least not the one that, like, I think most of the fan base at least mm-hmm. takes away from it. But it, it is there. I think it's more like, it's like the queer coding villains will make people subconsciously think queer people are bad. Meanwhile, the queers are all like, ha sickos. Yeah. <laughs> like, right before I mean, he like kisses him, the guy says bad. no. Yeah. Like, get consent before you kiss people. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. as a rule. But also, this is a, a crossroads demon, and he's getting sick to light out yeah. of it, and it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. We can hold two things in our hands at once. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cass um, is staring yeah. at this gay kiss. He's like, it's oh my so god, funny. you it's... can do that. I, what Some, was a shot? It's, it's, I, I, it's, it's such a good a zoom. He goes, shot. got him. So, Title card. I, oh. I lost. I cannot. Please watch this scene. I, I cannot wheezing. express how funny this shot is. I was wheezing. It's so funny. This is this clip actually went around on Tumblr, this cold open. Um, and like it it breached containment and so people were like i thought this was like a drama and then zoom in on the gay angel from supernatural (laughs) it's so funny he's not even there it's so zoom his his castiel's like the demon crowley is making the deal even as we speak it's going down yeah it's he goes going down right okay okay, huggy bear bear. (laughs) that's his and I love Sam turning yeah, around. Yeah, like, like, did Huggy you just bear? say Huggy Bear? Yeah. It's so and, cute. Yeah, Sam makes this face. It's really funny. And Castiel's like, I won't lose him. Uh, so then he follows him. And then he's like, well, I can't go any further because it's all warded. And Dean goes, that's okay. You did great. We'll take yeah. care. That's okay. You it's, did uh... great. Also, yeah. I love season when, five. When Crowley walks away, 
when Crowley walks away from the deal, he's just like on his phone. I love that Crowley just has a cell phone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's like tweeting on it or he's something. A, I don't know he's why he's making deals. Because he's... he's a. It's 2009. Crowley, like, he's got to keep up with the times. This is, I think, the first time like we've seen a demon like living their normal life. All the other times we've seen demons, it's like they've been in they've been in disguise and like you know I guess like the barkeeper demon or whatever. But it's like they were laying in wait. They were like laying a trap. This is just where Crowley lives. Yeah, this is just Crowley's life. Yeah, so like presumably he is like an actual businessman, like who who does some does stuff. Like he's he's making deals. He's wheeling dealing on his on his on his. He's got his little Bluetooth. Uh, what are those things called? Earpiece. Wallstreet.com. Oh, like a little Bluetooth headpiece yeah. for taking calls. Yeah, he doesn't actually, but like I bet he would have one. He does uh, say he's in sales, era. as like yeah, he's metaphor in, in the same way that like I got a boss like everybody yeah. like the. Yeah, um, so this is this is the character though. you Crowley is the guy. Crowley's that we talked before about like the Crossroads demons alluding to their boss, right? That's him. That's Crowley, right? That's what's implied so. here. Um, he's a guy. Okay, because uh, because not yet. Okay, I don't think. okay. He's big he's enough that it's, it's that Bella gave meant... him the cult, so like he's he's somewhat important. He's got all these other demons well, working for him in his mansion, right? Just um, he says uh, I wanted to do you the honor of sealing this deal personally because it's a big deal, which which I thought implied that he's the boss, but he might just I it's, guess it's kind of he's unclear. just fucking with him. I think okay, it's I think like at this point Crowley is probably one of the head crossroads demons okay but his 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 arc continues and it, it makes it kind of unclear exactly where he started and how much power he actually had and how much of it was like show yeah okay fair enough so we see we see crowley in his in his big fancy mansion it's mm -hmm. shout outs to him i love the, these it's Enochian sigils are cool yeah this scene's pretty dark because mm -hmm. little cocktail set up he's got his like weird demon servants and then joe comes up Baby girl, yeah. you're everyone's favorite. I, mm -hmm. oh, I'm so sad. I love her so much, and now she's gone. She's doing the like, oh no, my car broke down. Please help yeah. me. I'm just a little girl. Mm -hmm. I'm just a pretty woman that you can bait in here, and then like the, that gets the door open for the boys to get in there. Um, I don't think Joe is even in the next scene. She she's just like got them in and walked out. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Even though she says, she shall like, we, and then she's just not there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with, I don't know why, yeah. It's strange. She does this sick, like, spin chop to this guy's neck that just drops him. Yeah, Joe, you she rule. fucking beats these demons' ass. Yeah, and then Sam shows up and, uh, like, knifes this guy, and then, yeah, Dean takes out another one. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I know why she's not in the next scene. She went and cut the power. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that right. was what she went to go do, because she pulls out some pliers, and then we see, then, like, the power goes out mm -hmm. so like she went to go do that and the boys went to go confront crowley which i'm fine with that's fine yeah it's hard presumably they went in and did the the devil trap and then yeah. we're like okay joe time to go yeah yeah it was good coordination on their parts but uh yeah we i guess like we could have had a shot of like her like cutting a thing like that might have been nice for continuity's sake mm -hmm. but like she has the pliers and the power goes out like that's fine that's clear yeah. enough we get to see crowley as the power goes out like yeah. i feel like it's there this is the second time the Devil's Trap under rug thing fails. It ha we have not seen it work yet. <laughs> um, why you mentioned in your synopsis that like it's on the underside of the rug, so like it's, you can't even see it. But like they completely tanked the resale value. 
I know, I know. <laughs> He's within his rights to be pissed about them ruining his beautiful, no, it's funny. expensive it's rug. Um, it, it is also mm-hmm. funny that to like establish as like a character thing that like he cares about his material possessions. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just making a joke. It's good. Yeah. And then he just ices these dudes. It's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that. It's great. Those are the Haster and Leaguer of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a fun set. We like see his office. He has like a weird like crest on his door. That's like it's pretty dark, but it looks like a spear in a book with like a is that a fleur de lis? Oh, maybe this is not a fleur de lis. It's like I kind of recognize that shape at the top, but it's not a fleur de lis. It's cool, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's like a spear or an arrow in a book. Like with like a bunch of like fancy like scroll work around it, and then like a uh, little flourish that looks like a fleur de lis in terms of its style, but is not one. I don't know if it's something it's his family else. Crest. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fa- it looks like a family crest. It's neat. Um, Crowley says, "I forgot you two at best are functioning morons," and Dean goes, "You're functioning morons." Yeah. <laughs> just like dies off. It's my notes there just say it's "moron" with two heart emojis. It's um. This is the booking to make Crowley seem like cool and competent. It's like making fun of the boys and the boys having no no comeback. Like, but in fairness, Dean never really has a comeback. Yeah, no, I know. It's just it's funny. There was a similar joke in the previous episode, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, where Dean says something making fun of Dean and Sam automatically, and makes Damien cool. just like repeats yeah. it. And I was like, well, in fairness, that's a very Dean comeback. Um, mm-hmm. this is a really elegant like character introduction of like. Um, you know, it's it's very convenient that the boys happen to like find the cult and like the cult happened to arrive in Hunter's hands. Like, why didn't a demon just like bury this forever or whatever? And the answer is, and it didn't need one because like we we don't care about that, like the suspension of disbelief, etc. But the show still uses that angle to be like, hmm, didn't you ever wonder why you had this thing that a demon wouldn't want around? It's because I did it. It's like elegantly writing Crowley into the story in a way that's like, ah, okay, interesting. Which also makes him seem cooler yes. and more competent. Yeah. Because he was planning it from the beginning. Yeah. I see your artifice supernatural and I don't mind it. I can appreciate <laughs> what you're doing. I found I found exactly. what I was talking about in the previous episode. Uh Dean says, Give me the map, Chuckles, and Damien says, Yeah, well you're the Chuckles, Chuckles. He's very good at Dean voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. These episodes stack so well. Yeah, and then this is so yeah, Crowley's like, if if Lucifer hates humans and demons are just worse humans, how come yeah. how come no one else has thought of that? <laughs> Crowley's the only smart demon. Crowley's the only smart demon. Crowley is immune to propaganda. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and the boys are just like, This is way too easy. He's like, How about you take this gun and you go kill the devil? And they're like, That's it, what we wanted to do. Where's the yeah, catch? It's like, so great. funny. Yeah, and like there is a catch in that the gun doesn't work on him, but none of them know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that Crowley didn't try to strike some kind of deal. Yeah. But I guess he was kind of in a in a like corner. Yeah, he wants They're to They're on succeed. the same side here, it's fine. This... Uh, Dean is like, what happens if we, to you if we go up against the devil and lose? And Crowley's like, well, first of all, we're all going to die anyway. Second of all, I'm going to disappear. And third of all, how about you don't miss? Yeah, he yells it. It's Morons! good. Morons! And he didn't him. miss. It's true, he didn't. Um, and then yeah, uh, Sam tries to shoot him, and Crowley just gives him this look, and then just like very casually, is like, "Oh yeah, right, you'll probably need some more ammunition." It's so funny. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like it's so funny. 
but you you play exactly the way I know you play would. stupid games like... win stupid prizes yep. play stupid uh-huh. Winchesters don't give them bullets and then he just vanishes he goes off on vacation yeah yep. he's like bye you'll see me again maybe sometime he's gonna go to uh Alpha Centauri <laughs> And now, then Ellen and Cass are doing her shots, and I'm so sad we'll get another Cass Ellen scene because the scene is so good. It's She's so like, good. All right, big boy. And then Cass does like five shots in a row and says, I think I'm starting to feel something. Which is so good, and yes, so is good. a reference to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured. What? Oh, you don't know uh, this, the, the, the like, Legolas and Gimli contest. drinking contest? Yeah, Gimli passes out, and Legolas is like, I feel something, a slight tingle in my fingers. I think it's affecting me. Is that in the books? Or the That's in the movie. Oh no, that the I like that scene in terms of it's funny, but like that scene is part of the way the movies just do Gimli dirty. <laughs> Gimli true. in the movies Gimli is nothing better. like Gimli in the books. It's absolutely true. You are so right. Anyway, it's a really good cast. I never moment. knew. <laughs> yeah. And there's Ellen yes. and Joe were so right for this. The Harvilles know how to deal with their angel besties. I would absolutely want I... to see how much you could drink before. Well, I guess I do get an answer. This. This scene <laughs> is like a little glimpse into a better show. Literally. This felt like if a scene could just right hang out of Buffy out. the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Because all my favorite parts of Buffy are like when the when the Scooby gang are just like hanging out and no Cash one ever gets saved to Joe from hell. Yeah. No... Joe would appreciate him more. No one ever gets to hang out in the show. And this is the one scene where everyone's hanging out. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the show, I think. This is one of the very few ways that later seasons Supernatural is sometimes better than early seasons okay. Supernatural because there's a lot more domesticity in the later seasons. That gives me some hope. Okay, I don't maybe not a lot, but okay. there's some. All right. I will not my only a there little is bit birthday of hope. cakes and things. Uh-huh. Um, there is there is domesticity as opposed to right now where there is none. Dean and Sam go over the like you shouldn't be here because it's Lucifer thing again, but it's like yeah. It's it's you know they have to acknowledge <laughs> it, but they just like acknowledge where, it and move on. Uh, Dean's like we're handing the devil's vessel right to him. That's not smart. Yeah. And Sam goes, since when have we ever done anything we've smart? Done anything smart. <laughs> okay. So true. Uh, but also, Sam goes, haven't we learned a damn thing? If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it together. Yeah. Dean says that if he goes by himself and messes up, okay, we've lost the game piece that we can take. Yeah. Dean, you're a Dean's person. Sacrifice continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, then yeah, Dean does his, Dean, Joe calls him out for doing his, like, last night on Earth speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last night on Earth speech, which, as you recall, he did try on Castiel. He did try on Castiel, yep. Yep. And then, and then, when they're taking the picture, Cass goes, this is our last night on Earth. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Also, the camera, like, unnecessarily focuses on yeah, her ass get when she's, like, rummaging in the fridge. For uncomfortable it's, reasons. Yeah, it's, yeah. I thought it's we established that Dean Joe was a uh, brotherly, sisterly relationship, but I guess not. I guess not. I don't know. I have thoughts yeah. about the kiss later in terms of it felt more like, I don't know, It in a weird way, it felt more platonic than romantic in terms of, like, this is, I, I don't know how else how else to express to you that I am very sad and like you a lot. Yeah, no, I, I definitely can Well, I was like, happy with the forehead kiss because I feel like that conveyed forehead, what I wanted it to. Kiss, and then the, well, yeah. the kiss kiss, the I was like, oh, did we have to? It was still sweet. I'm not like mad at it. I just wish it hadn't yeah. happened. Yeah, I would have been happier if it had just been the forehead kiss. It but I'm with Wyatt where it, feel, it did not feel romantic. It felt more like apologetic. Yeah. But maybe that's just me being a combination arrow and a uh, 
Dean Joe Ante. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she I like fakes him out with a kiss. Also. She does. Just yes. like Meg Steele. Like, like uh, she has this like I'd like to spend my my last night on earth with something called self-respect. She has this like, like big old off. like amused. She's grin she's laughing at face. him. It's so cute. And I then, love her so much. And he's like, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> Self-respect's kinky. I love you, Joe. Dean is that post that's like my I just want somebody to hold my hand and, and make me feel better and the comment goes like just just get into BDSM like the rest of us. <laughs> and then they take their family She's, picture. Um, Happy I gotta, Father's Day to Bobby so, as well. Sorry. I was just gonna say I've been meaning for so long to watch Veronica Mars. She's in it. I should watch Veronica Mars. I want more oh. I want more Joe. So true. She's a pretty main character in that show from what I know. Uh but yes, they take this picture. <laughs> yeah, Cass says like this is our last night on Earth, and like everyone, like all the energy drains out of the room, and then the picture's taken, and like everyone's got these looks on their faces. Yeah, there's like little shots of everyone's face is like them looking like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. Oh this is such Family. a good gang. Yeah, I wish they were more of a gang. I wish like this would have had more impact if if I was gonna say this earlier. I would be less upset about Joe and Ellen dying here if they had been in the show more. Yeah. But the Uh show forgot about them for so long and then brought them back at the start of the season in a really bad episode and then brought them back one more time here to kill them. It's like they did not get an arc, really. Like They were not part of the story, really. They were like side characters who showed up sometimes and like did not really get to be part of the plot. And I wish they had been because Joe and Ellen are great characters. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. think that Joe and Cass is like underrated. Like they could have had such a good friendship. Um, and they never even, um, they never talk. They never, well, they have this little drinking contest, but that's it. No, that was Ellen. That's Ellen. I mean, Joe's there. She's watching. Right. She, she acknowledges that it occurs. She's like laughing in disbelief. Yeah. Uh, and then we see this town. We talked about how cool this Reaper shot is, and like this, like cool cast teleportation shot. And what do we think about this Reaper that leads Cass into the trap? Like, do we think that's a real Reaper, or do we think that Lucifer was like playing mind games? I mean, it feels. I don't know. I I, I got the impression that the Reapers want death to be summoned. I don't know. The Reapers are like a weird neutral. I guess like they, some of them were killed earlier, and they probably didn't like that. But like, as far as everything that's going on, I don't know if they care either way. Yeah, they're. It's weird. Like, I feel like, I feel like Reapers should care about more like the natural order of like. Yeah, but is this the natural order? Like, is this because this is a this is a prophesied event? This is always supposed to happen. That's true. So Castiel gets captured by Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucifer's like, join me, brother. Has like, no way, man. <laughs> I don't know. I like, oh yeah, like we all, we basically already. I really like this tries conversation. To lie. Though. It's this is a cool scene. Not just that he's trying to lie, mm-hmm. but the way that like Lucifer is like fascinated by the fact that he came in a car, even though they are slow and yes, confining. Yes. He's like, what a peculiar thing you are. Because Cass loves humanity. He's willing yep. to sit in cars for humanity, and Lucifer is like gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he Castiel's like, I'll die first. And Lucifer says, I yeah. suppose you will. Yeah, and he sounds genuinely sad about it, which is the best acting yeah. we've seen for Mark this whole time. <laughs> yeah. 
This I I love this scene between cars. This scene is really yeah, good. It's yeah, yeah. Cass is like cars were slow confining. Um, he says that you are not taking Sam Winchester. I won't let you. That's his yeah. friend. That's his friend now. He used to. He was like Dean. You have to kill your brother. The abomination. Now he's like, I will not let you take Sam Winchester. Yeah. That's growth. You know what that That's is? That's growth. Growth. Yeah. Also, Sastiel truthing out. <laughs> so true, I guess. It's true, I guess. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it's Meg again. Hi, Meg. She doesn't make out with anybody as on her on her first appearance here. That's good, I guess. Well. She almost does. She gets baited. Not in this scene. Oh, yeah. She does get baited later with get. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, (laughs) The dogs attack. They got to run. Meg's like, hey, (laughs) she's like, "Uh, didn't come here alone, Dino. And Dean goes, hellhounds. And she says, yeah, Dean, your favorite. Yeah. She says it like a sing song. She's like, yeah, Dean, your favorite. Yeah. I love her. I love Meg Meg is just having fun being evil. I love you, Meg. Queen. Uh, Evil Mm -hmm. queen. I love, I love. She's like, remember when you died horribly? Oh my God, you have a chance to do that again. Um, and speaking of dying horribly, this is where we see see Joe get real jacked up. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the effect of the hellhounds running because, like, it's they're they're splashing through puddles. Like, you know that the floor is wet before, Mm -hmm. but now it's like actually relevant. It's good. Yeah, they accomplish a lot with like that sort of thing, and also with the foley work of them, like with them growling and running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they call Bobby. We get the plot stuff. None of this super is super important. Mm-mm. Um, it is really good though that like while Joe is injured, Bobby call Dean calls Bobby, oh, and Bobby's yes. like clearly like agonized that he can't be there. Yeah. Uh, he does like this look upwards. He's like, "It's okay, boy. That's why I'm here." <laughs> He's being yeah. Happy Father's yeah. Day, Bobby. Happy Father's Day, Bobby. And Dean is so shaken by the fact that Joe is dying. Um, yeah. He's like, it's it's pretty bad. And Bobby goes, okay, copy that. So now we figure out what to do ne- what we do next. And Dean goes, Bobby, I don't think she's... But he can't even, like, finish the sentence. He's, no. he's like, on the verge of mm-hmm. tears. And Bobby goes, I said, what do we do next, Dean? Because, like, okay. There is no healthy way to, like, guide someone through this because this is not a healthy scenario. Like... Yeah. Like to hold Bobby and John up next to each other is not fair to Bobby because like like he's doing better than John ever did, but this still isn't yeah. like good mm-hmm. because there's no good way to process because this isn't a good thing to happen, you know? Yeah. And it's like you don't have time to more. Yeah. Well, yeah. All these characters basically accepted that any of them could die. And it's right to focus on the mission. Like, all of them are, like, giving things up to accomplish something much greater than, like, you know, to save, like, billions of people. So, like, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, a military angle to this in terms of, not in terms of, like, oh, anything for the mission, but in terms of, like, this is a group of people that have decided to accomplish something no matter what. Mm -hmm. And if people go down, you have to keep moving. Like that's why not that's why like the sacrifice didn't bother me in and of itself because it's like they all agreed that this was that they were going to do this and they find a way at the very least to like help even though they can't keep fighting. Yeah, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. They made that choice. Yeah. And they have the autonomy to make that choice for themselves. Yeah. To decide that they want to take the risk and and potentially sacrifice themselves. Um and then, yeah, we get a brief shot of, like, Meg and Lucifer talking. And this is really interesting, because Lucifer's like, leave them alone. And Meg's like, what? 
And Wizard says, trust me, child. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know. Yeah, and he puts his hands on her face. She's, like, looking up um, at him in awe. Happy Father's Day to Lucifer. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to Lucifer. I, who's Meg's mom? I think well, it's more like, it's more yeah, like, like, a, like father figure. It's metaphorical. Because, like, okay. she was a human being at some point because she is a demon. But she calls Azazel her father, and now she's calling Lucifer her father. Like, it's just, like, the guy in charge, but we have a family structure. Right. Right, and right. I was I wondering think... if I was remembering that wrong. It's like, wait, didn't she call No, she definitely Azazel did that. Yeah, okay. I think for her, Azazel was more of a literal father, even though he probably didn't like actually. Yeah, like I think he, creation. I think he was probably like more directly involved with her. Okay. Like maybe even yeah. like was and Lucifer the lo- is yeah. her father in the way that people that humans refer to God as their. Yeah, she she sure. says he's yeah. the father of our race. Got it. Yeah, the um, the progenitor. Sam and Dean are talking about needing to get Joe out of here. Yeah, they're like doing the and little planning. Like, well, it won't be it's easy. Really and then Joe's like, guys, I'm can we be realistic? I'm dying. My I literally <laughs> my guts are being held in by an ace bandage. Ugh. Yeah. Some really good acting from Alona Tall here with just like the acceptance in her voice and like moving mm-hmm. on from that. It's like, okay, I'm going to die. What can I do with mm-hmm. what time I have left? Like, and Ellen doesn't want to accept this. Here. And Joe goes, Mom, yeah. this might literally be your last chance to treat me like an adult. Might want to take Oof. it. Ah. Oof. Oof. It's a good line. It's really good. Oh, we skipped yeah. over I the can't, lore a little I can't bit. be mad. Oh, go ahead. Finish the scene. I was just going to say, I can't be mad at Ben Enlund. Like, it wasn't probably wasn't his decision to kill these characters. And I feel like he did. He gave them a good send off, I will say. Mm-hmm. It was a well written. It's not episode. the worst uh, character death in this show. Yeah, by, yeah, far. by far. What were you going to say, Emma? Oh, just that um, the the lore that we skipped over. Like, I think there's something interesting about, like, it being, um, first of all, a place called Carthage. I just think, like, famously yes. destroyed or whatever. Um, but, like, specifically the Civil War, um, like, the Angel of Death is going to be brought into the world, meaning America, f- on the site of, like, a Civil War battle is fascinating to me. Just in terms of, like, what it's America. saying about America. Yeah. yeah, like, the most American war, because it's literally America against America. Um, I mean, not technically, but, like, that's what the civil part of it means. Yeah. Um, like, mm-hmm. it's not America against a foreign power. This is literally just just a war that is America. Um, and, like, yeah, this, this is a war where the most Americans died. And, like, this in the same episode as the shot of the car driving past the billboard that says anti-God is anti-American. Like, there's there's mm-hmm. something being said here about, like, the ways that, like, national identity and religious identity are, like, intertwined in this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a... Hmm. I'm... So... Hmm. I'm looking into this now, and I... Th- I think they're confusing their... Civil War battles? Because the Battle of Hellhole was not the Battle of Carthage. That's funny. The Battle of Carthage, Missouri, only um, 200 casualties on the uh, Confederate side and 44 on the the Union side. And the Battle of Hellhole, from from me looking into it, was the, um, where is it? The, The Battle of New Hope Church? Which had uh, two thousand casualties on, but like uh, four hundred on Confederate side, uh, sixteen hundred on the Union side. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I it yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm a history nerd. 
I don't know, but but based on my brief googling, I think they're maybe confusing things here. Yeah, supernatural. It does not. It's not very well good with history. I think maybe they just wanted to set this episode in a place called Carthage because it's a cool name. It's cool that it's called that. Yeah, um, I think that was and, probably uh, it. It's like there's a civil war battle here, but it's not. It's not the right battle <laughs> that they're mm -hmm. referencing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the trivia section says Carthage, Missouri is actually the county seat of Jasper County, not Paulding. Like, they're playing with the details. It's fine. Yeah. Supernatural takes place as an AU where the, where the Civil War went slightly differently. <laughs> um, slightly differently so that it didn't actually affect the future, but certain, yeah, certain, certain battles, battles were worse than others. Yeah. Anyway, they build this bomb. Uh, this bomb's pretty cool in terms of its, like, DIY nature. It's just, like, buckets of, mm -hmm. st like, stuff that they've, like, put salt in. They've, like, you know, made with what materials they can gather in this hardware store. It's kind of cool. They're so smart and hardworking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Uh, we get this Ellen... Uh, sorry, Ellen. We get this Joe Dean scene that we talked about, basically, but... Yeah. Um, Dean's, like, this is it. I'll see you on the other side probably sooner rather than later. And Joe says, make it later. Ugh. Yeah. And then, it, like, the rest of their goodbye is, like, physical in the way we talked about. And it's, like, yeah, it's affecting. Remember when the finale was supposed to have all the series regulars and guest stars and recurring characters come back in heaven? <sighs> it was supposed to be in the roadhouse. We were house. literally supposed to have a roadhouse other oh, side boy. reunion. And I guess we just fucking didn't. I wish they had just fucking waited until they could do yeah, the, say, the finale that they wanted. Yeah. Yes. What a mess. Um, and yeah, Ellen's staying behind because someone's got to let the door, let someone's got to go open the door because Joe can't move. Who let the dogs in? <laughs> oh. She says, you got me, Joe. <sighs> and that's when I started crying. Ugh. Yeah. What, what got me was when, like, Ellen says, like, I will always love you, baby. And then yeah. turns and looks at Joe, who is not moving, who has died. Yeah, literally Oof. in her arms. She goes, honey, and then, like, starts crying and is like, it's okay, it's okay, that's my good girl. And then the hellhounds burst in. Stop, I'm gonna start crying on air. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen the... gets a good, like, aliens line here. You can, go break, you can go straight back to hell, you ugly bitch. Boom! Which you can't even see the hellhound, so you're just making assumptions. Yeah. But she lets the hellhound get so close that its, yeah, breath, its breath brushes her, her yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. She, it's she cool. kisses Joe's head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also, her like last speech to the boys is like, and Dean, kick it in the ass. Don't miss. Kick it in the ass yeah. is apparently in tribute to Kim Manners. That was like one of his. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm his even sadder. But it's like, so funny that she said it to Dean, like Sam who? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they go to Lucifer. Lucifer's like, oh, Sam, you don't need that gun here. You know I'd never hurt you. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Only a little bit. And then Dean shows up and has his action hero moment where he does, in fact, yeah, well, to shoot Lucifer you. in the face. Bang. He looks Be, so like, cool. It looks pretty. Yeah, it's a sick shot of like, him just standing there like, mm -hmm. boom, he falls over. And then he goes, ow! Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, There's man? like a few seconds where like we know the episode isn't over, so like clearly this yeah. didn't work. Like the, his head the is cinematography cracked. implies. Yeah. It looks like his skull, like, took the hit. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, for those few seconds, they were like, did we do it? Nick... Did, we do... did we win? No. 
No. No, boys, you did not. Yeah, because yeah, he, he doesn't crackle with, like, golden light and electricity. Mm-hmm. It should be mentioned that um, we did mention that Nick, as a vessel, is wearing thin. He's covered in yeah, like, he's, burns, yeah. like radiation Yeah, he's all jacked. Burns. He does look like radiation burns. Like, his skin is peeling on his yeah. hands and his face. And then he gets shot with the, the colt. <laughs> um, Sam's like, I'm never going to join you. And Lucifer's like, oh, I don't know, Sam. I think it will. I think it'll happen soon, within six months. And I think it'll happen in Detroit. It's good. It's spooky. Yeah. <gasps> I love that it's Detroit. <laughs> Isn't that where it happened in the end? Yeah, I know. I yeah. just love that that's, that's the place well. that they're choosing to have it happen because De- because Detroit. <laughs> it's, it's fitting for, like, you know, the place where the devil wins in America. Of course it's going to be Detroit. Mm. What? Sure. Um, Sam is, like, threatening I him. Just... He's like, I'm going to kill you, etc. And Lucifer's like, that's good. All that pent-up rage. I'm going to need it. And, like, what is Sam supposed to do about that? He can't even get angry because that's what Lucifer wants. Like, it's it's really good, like, tragedy of, like, there's nothing. He's he's completely helpless here. He's making really good puppy face. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash, I say this because Detroit is a great metaphor for America's infrastructural failures on a greater greater scale. It's like a God, failed... can't have shit in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, it's a failed, failed city or a city that has been failed by the nation. I just realized I have... Um, four frowny faces in my notes and two smiley faces, and both of the smiley faces are about Cass. <laughs> so fucking true. One of them was Cass in the backseat smiley. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of just like Angel in the backseat. Sam Lucifer back and forth here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is where he's like, yeah, we killed all the children. <laughs> yeah, he says one demon for every able-bodied man, so it was women and children first. Um, women, children, yeah. the disabled, and elderly. Yeah. 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 And then he does the whole, you of all people should understand. You see, we yeah. are narrative mirrors, in fact. A brother like you, a younger brother, and I had an older brother who I loved, idolized, in fact. And one day I went to him and I begged him to stand with me. And Michael, Michael turned on me, called me a freak, a monster, and he beat me down, all because I was different, because I had a mind of my own. Tell me something, Sam. Any of this sound familiar? Anyway, you'll have to excuse me. Midnight is calling and I have a ritual to finish. Don't go anywhere. Not that you could if you would. Yeah. Called me a freak is, like, extremely on the nose. <laughs> It's really on the nose. <laughs> like, Lucifer just but, like, knows which yeah. words to use. Yeah. Yeah. As if Michael the Archangel was like, ew, freak. Yeah. Um... During the speech, Sam, like, makes a Jared face. I don't know how else to describe it. Most of his acting in the scene is good, but at some point he, like, wiggles his whole head for no reason just because, like, he's got one expression to hold. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh, then Lucifer does his ritual, which is where the classic "bless this post" gif comes from. Oh, <laughs> incredible! Um, and then we, uh, yeah, they start like falling over, dying. Lucifer's like, "What? They're just demons," confirming Crowley's like exactly. worries from earlier. Mm-hmm. It's good. And then we cut to Meg, a demon who is like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna win." Uh, she calls uh, Castiel Clarence after the angel from uh, Wonderful Life, which is yeah. funny. It's funny. She's going to keep doing that. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also calls angels pansies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Castiel, handshake as you fell. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, Castiel says, strange, because I heard a different theory from a demon named Crowley. Yeah. And you Meg's like, no, your you god Crowley. may be a deadbeat. Mine walks the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets, like, whacked by the pipe. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> I'm. I don't know if they're gonna do. Yeah, it's. It, I thought it was gonna like spray a water or something, but no, it just thwacks into her. It's. It is very funny. Um, is it? I'm very curious if they're like setting up a like 
Crowley Aziraphale style relationship between Cass and Crowley, not in the like shipping sense, because we know well, we got we got we got Castiel already, but um, or I don't know, maybe that I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I wonder <laughs> if they're setting up that sort of like friendly, like quote not even rivalry but like you know we're on opposite sides but also like we both want the same thing i'm curious if they're doing that i'm in and love like with starting you. to set that up because <laughs> be, i'm because so excited the way okay my hands are in okay. my chin just because oh, the, it feels like with Cass saying this line like they're starting to set that up like Cass is like using crowley here in a way that he doesn't normally talk about demons i don't know mm -hmm. it's interesting Anyway, um, so Cass um, fails to smite Meg, which was very exciting. That's where the second smiley face comes in. Yeah. Uh, and she calls him impotent. Uh, yep. And he says, she says, what can you do? And he says, I can do, I can this. do this. And he like leans in like he's going to kiss her. her and then just fucking throws her on the fire it's and so steps funny. on her back as she it's screams. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then death is coming. And this, has, this, this awoke something in Meg, which I don't blame her one. <laughs> This would also this would also cross some wires in my brain. I think Meg invented wanting people to step on you. Mm-hmm. So true. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then death is summoned just in time, mm -hmm. or like Cash shows up just in time. We don't get to see him. I'm disappointed, but he probably would have looked lame anyway. We'll see. We'll don't see. Don't worry. We will get death. We do yeah, get to see death eventually. Uh, yeah, I know. And it is cool. As okay. Hell. Okay. Back. In my opinion. Back in Bobby's house, the shot glasses from their drinking competition the shot glasses. are still out, which made me miserable. Yeah. It was a really good touch. The TV is like, there's a big storm. Everyone's dying. Yeah. State of emergency. Loss of life and property will be staggering. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, they burn the photograph. I'm slightly less so mad smart. about it now because I looked at the trivia section and there's like a theory that it might have been like Bobby's way of giving them a hunter's funeral because they didn't have any bodies left. Oh, uh, well. I mean, they gave themselves a hunter's funeral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's salt and fire. Don't worry and about burning my body. Yeah. Oof. No ghosts. Or, no ghosts there. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's we've probably pretty much already said all our structural thoughts on this. So, actor facts, and then we're out of here, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess so. All right, it's the Mark Shepard minute. Fuck yeah, bitch! It's the only actor fact I got. So, Mark Shepard. Uh, Mark Shepard has been. He's like. I call them beloved character actor. He is like fairly well known for being one-off characters in like lots of genre mm -hmm. TV shows, particularly mm -hmm. around the like late '90s, early 2000s. He was in X Files, Star Trek Voyager, Sliders, Monk. He's in uh, uh, Doctor Who in like 2011 in like a two-parter. Mm -hmm. The the this is the Impossible Astronaut that he's in, right? Uh, that sounds right. It's whichever one has Nixon in it, and yeah. he was yeah. gay in he's, that it's too. That series arc. Yeah. He's gay in that too. It's yep. true. Mark Shepard plays fruits. Yep. Um, his career as like a, a like character in multiple episodes like really kicked off as CJ in Soldier of Fortune Inc. in the late nineties. He'd gone to be Badger in Firefly, Ivan Irwich in Twenty Four, Romo Lampkin in Battlestar Galactica, which is where I first met him. Uh, Jim Sterling, no, not that one, in Leverage, Curtis Hagen in White Collar, mm -hmm. Benedict Valda in Warehouse Thirteen, and finally Willoughby Kipling in Doom Patrol, which he is incredible in. He's so he good. He's so that. good in Doom Patrol. It's so good. He's very good in uh, White Collar. He's also very fruity in that yeah. one. Well, he's the thing he's is, I mean, he's a character actor. He's the same guy in everything he's in. Like, if you're getting Mark Shepard, you know what you want from him. He varies somewhat, yeah. but if you want, if you want like a vaguely fruity, like villainous character, 
Yeah, if you just want to watch Villain, an asshole on screen, English guy. he's your man. I know he's Scottish, but he generally plays he generally plays characters with English. I love accents. I love Mark Shepard. Um, I love him too. I I wish him every time I see him, I'm the Beyonce meme. <laughs> I wish him a continued good good career as a as as a beloved character actor. He's like a, a like evil lawyer in Battlestar Galactica. He's great in that also. Incredible. He wears these. Have you seen what he looks like in Battlestar? The sunglasses he wears. No, I don't Hold think on. so. Unless I saw him oh. years and years ago, and we're about to unlock oh, a core so memory of mine from watching Battlestar over my brother's shoulder. Sometimes. Here, hold on. Uh, I should find him in white collar. Hold on. Look at look at look at him. Oh my god. <laughs> Who does he play in X Files? Um, oh, uh, one second. He's just a, like a one-off in X Files. Bob the caretaker slash uh, Cecil Lively in Fire, uh, which is oh yeah, that that was an episode. Oh, I he's watched so a little. He's yeah, no, he, it's a long time ago. It was in like season one yeah. or two. He's uh he's got pyrokinetic powers. Stock. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, this with uh, the specter from the Scotland Yard when a man with pyrokinetic powers stalks members of the British aristocracy. So true, King. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's these episodes. Um, thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Next week, we'll be talking about, is this 511, Sam, Sam Interrupted, and 512 Swap Meet. Sam Interrupted is a fun little psychology one that's probably doesn't stand up, but I can't say for sure. And Swap Meet is bad. Swap Meet is home to some very memeable moments. Okay. It's bad, but there are some iconic lines. Yeah, we're going to do those. Uh, stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, I guess we're going to be burning a photo of our fallen brethren and uh, watching it sadly. As uh, we listen watch to the, the news. Take it. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description.